Click, pay, and download instantly. Sign up for the newsletter so you never miss an update. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, this is your host, Tim Van Wert, and you are listening and watching The AV Life. And no, you didn't miss part of the intro to this episode. I am the only one here today. That is okay. Uh, I can handle this. It's not just me, though. We do have a guest tonight. Uh, I have Aaron Peterson from Mechdyne. How are you doing, Aaron? I'm doing all right. How are you? Uh, not too bad. Not too bad. We're actually recording this on a uh, on a Friday night. It's been a little a little nuts uh, in in my world, uh, but uh, I'm glad to be here. I'm glad that Aaron's here, and uh, it's actually a Friday night. Um, and uh, so yeah, uh, we're we're recording tonight. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about augmented reality. Um, and uh, but uh, but but first, uh, so Aaron, how, how have things been by you? You doing doing okay out there? And yeah, we've been doing very, very well. A lot of uh, business as usual, um, helping out a lot of our clients doing some remote work, but also trying to keep their larger projects moving forward as best we can. Obviously, everybody's experiencing some of the uh, some of the lead time issues that are going around, but we're just trying to come up with some alternatives for our clients, what is in stock, and mm-hmm. maybe it's not always 100% their standard, but trying to keep things flexible to keep the projects moving as much as we can. Yeah, that's kind of, I, I, yeah, I've been feeling the, uh, the pinch as it were the squeeze, um, however you want to look at it. Uh, and yeah, I, I like, I, I know like Crestron lead times are a little crazy. Epson, depending on the product you're getting is, it's a little out there too, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, we've talked about it before. You have the relationships with your, you know, if you're an integrator or with, uh, you know, if you're de- dealing direct with the manufacturer and it's good that integrators such as yourselves are looking out for those options that are available to keep the projects, projects going. And I, and I hope your clients are, uh, are trying to be as flexible as possible. <laughs> Yeah, the clients are being really flexible. Um, and obviously, the for word for everybody is try to get your orders in early. Try to be proactive and get your, you got to start thinking three months out. Like this whole, I'm going to order it and it's going to show up in two weeks thing is kind of dead right now. You've got to, you really have to be planning two to three months out for mm-hmm. getting your orders in and figuring out what's going on and for people in higher ed, that's probably means talking to your end users earlier in the project and just trying to explain to them that like, it's just going to take time and it's just the way the world is right now. Yeah, that's, and that's where, that's exactly what we're doing uh, over at Rutgers is like, we're, we're actually planning for summer. 
which we usually do like now is budget time, but now it's budget time with ordering time. It's like, okay, we're going to go out and we're going to do 40 classrooms this summer, just to throw out a number. And it's like, okay, we got to get 40 new Mac minis. We've got to get 40 new switches. We have to, it's like, we're placing those bulk orders and then we're going to figure out where we're going to store all that stuff when it eventually gets to us. But that's a problem. That's a problem we could deal with and we have control over uh, supply chain. We have no control over. So that's, it's the first time I feel like we're for a bad reason. We're going to be completely ready for summer of 2022. So um, yeah. So I, and I hope, I hope that the supply chain starts to clear up. I've heard there are just container ships sitting like on the West coast, just sitting in port or out at sea or something like they're just, they're just camping out basically out at sea, I think is what's going on. Mm -hmm. And I, from a personally, I think it's kind of interesting that I heard say 50% higher traffic going to LA port than pre, pandemic levels like they are and then Uh oh uh i think i yeah you you broke up a little bit there aaron uh could you run that back about uh you said 50 percent uh at the at the la ports for a little bit um yeah so about la the la ports are about 50 percent above they were they were pre-pandemic levels and so they're just completely swamped right now oh yeah i can imagine yeah and i've heard some of them are taking the long way around over here to the east coast so that way they can hopefully get in that way so um so yeah uh, uh it's just crazy like and i'm sure like port of elizabeth here in uh, new jersey and new york excuse me, uh, are, are all, all a flurry of activity right now. So, um, so yeah, so that's, that's all we could do is place our orders and then play the waiting game and hope that things start coming in. So uh, it is good to hear that some manufacturers have started to catch up. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely, and I think it's a lot of the, the companies that deal with smaller items. And I, I think the delays are coming from, and I, and I think it's just because you can't ship them any other way aside from on large container ships. Right. Like that's, you know, if you could, if you could just, you know, overnight air <laughs> projectors, you know, it's like, the, let's get some, uh, you know, seven forty empty seven forty sevens and just like fly the, uh, the projectors uh, over here, you know, then. <laughs> well, I know one thing that I've personally been seeing on a lot of direct LED quotes is a lot of them say shipping by air being a certain amount or shipping by sea being a certain amount. So that is always an option if you're willing to pay for it. If, uh, if time is an issue. Yeah. I guess if it's a critical project that it needs to get done and there is budget for that. Yeah. You could, you could do that. That's a, that's a, that's interesting. I never would have thought that. Yeah. I guess. I guess I, I guess you can fly almost anything that you need to get over here if it if you need it that badly. So um but uh so part of the reason for this this week's episode like I said is uh is uh, augmented reality. Uh I 
now that football is back uh, and things are, you know, getting back to normal, like across the country uh, for, you know, for, for live events, for sports, for all that um, things have started to, there's, there's been more leveraging of technology. And this is, this is actually an interesting conversation because it comes off of what we talked about two weeks ago when we, when we released our last episode about that immersive experience at uh, parks like Disney and uh, Universal. And, you know, it's all about bringing people into a different reality. And essentially, if you're saying augmented reality, you're changing reality. So, and it's not just about entertainment. Yeah, like you've got shows uh, and nobody is sponsored. Any products that are mentioned during this episode is just purely for example. No one's sponsoring this episode <laughs> or anything like that. I wish they were, but um, so just putting that out there. So uh, there's, the, for instance, uh, Fox, I think, is having this new show called Alter Ego. And they're putting everybody in those motion capture suits and they're creating avatars of themselves that sing in front of judges. So the judges don't see the actual person. They see the avatar of that person. It's an augmented reality experience for the judges and for the folks at home as well. So you, you get to have that layer in between the artist and you. Now it's, that's nothing, that's nothing new. And, uh, you know, Aaron and I, we were talking right before, you know, this is augmented reality has been out there, you know, and it's, and then in some places that you don't even, you know, maybe you don't necessarily recognize right off the bat, you know, for, for, you know, Aaron, you had brought up about baseball, right? Or, uh, Um, so in football for a number of years now, actually you watch uh, on TV and they put the yellow line where the first down marker is. And the, the big reason why that's augmented reality is as the camera angles shift or as they go to different camera angles, they, um, you can often get that line. There's sometimes some artifacts on where that line is, but it, it's really shifting your reality of the people watching the, the game. And, mm. and so it's been there for a while. And so the line appeared for a number of years by itself. And now like Fox and CBS are putting in like the down, how many yards, like right there on the field. And they'll even put the uh, yard marker of where the uh, line scrimmage is. And so mm. it's been going on for a while, but like, as now with people with having smartphones in their pocket, there's tons of apps now that can take the camera image from your phone and put things right over the top of it as well. Whether it's, I think I've seen some map features that you can, when you're standing on the street corner, you can move your phone around. It can show you points of interest of mm -hmm. some of the buildings that maybe you're looking at or some of the, um, some of the coffee shops might have a deal. And so maybe it'll flag, put a little notification on your phone saying, Oh, something's on sale here. At, let's say Starbucks or. Oh, I think we lost, we lost you again, uh, Aaron. looks like Aaron's having some uh, connectivity trouble uh, here and there. Um, we, uh, 
Yeah, and he he's right. And uh, also Google, uh, Google Translate uh, has been doing some things uh, I had seen. This is actually going back quite a couple of years ago. Was uh, you would be able to use your camera pointed at a sign and it would translate that sign for you. And I, and that's, you know, that could also be translated into like the Google glass for the, for their glasses and things like that. Um, and, uh, Oh, I just got notification of apps. Okay. never mind. Um, <laughs> yeah. Cause apparently there are apps I need to update. Uh, but uh, anyway, so, um, yeah, so it's, and then baseball has been using it for the strike zone. So I, I don't know. I, I didn't hear you say that, Aaron. So I apologize if that is just because of connectivity issues. Um, yeah. When you're talking about strike zones for the, the batters, um, they have to constantly change. You know, you have Aaron judge from the Yankees who pops up there to, to take a, take a swing and, you know, he's six, 10 or so I see something like ridiculously tall like that. And then, you know, then, you know, you switch sides like, cause the Yankees would play the Astros and then you have Jose Altuve who is five, two. It's a, it's a big difference. It's a big difference in strike zones, especially when you're talking between somebody's shoulders to their knees or across the letters. However, you, however you look at it across the letters, the shoulders, you know, so it's, um, but yeah, so I, I don't know if I stole your thunder on that one because you brought that up before we we started. So, but no, you went fine. down the football. You went down yeah. the football. Yeah, you went down the <laughs> football road. So I was like, I'll take I'll take baseball. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's going on with my network right now, but hopefully, um, hopefully everything is going well. Um, yeah, we, you, I hear you good now. So yeah, that's okay. You got a nice little headshot uh, for for the video portion, so you're okay. <laughs> Uh, oh, and you muted yourself. Okay. Um, but uh, I did mute myself because I had a little bit of background noise. My printer decided to start randomly printing, which I have no idea why. Um, so <laughs> I was trying to trying to hide that. Um, yeah, that's but, okay. Uh, but one of the things that here at Mechdyne that we've been doing is we've developed some, uh, some AR software ourselves um, mm. to help some of our clients. Um, one of the biggest thing that we've created is what we've called our smart AR, which actually uses 3d tracking cameras. And we put tracking markers over a Microsoft surface. And with that, we can actually use the camera on the surface and look at an object. One of the thing, one of the demo videos is of a tire. And while he's looking at the tire, he's actually on the surface able to see essentially a landing gear of an air of an aircraft. Mm -hmm. And one of the really cool things is because we're using optical tracking and not just GPS tracking, it's super accurate to what is actually being shown on the camera. And we can mm -hmm. actually do notation and put annotations on like right on the drawing. And it works with AutoCAD and a number of other different CAD softwares that they can make super accurate notes say, Hey, this needs to move a couple millimeters to the left or a couple millimeters to the right. You can do this all in a very collaborative method and multiple people can see what's going on. And rather than if someone makes a 
chicken scratch note on a piece of paper, sometimes it's hard to read. Sometimes things get mislabeled. And because you're doing it all virtually, you're not having to make different prototypes all, multiple times. It's just all done in augmented reality. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's for, for the, our environmental people that that saves trees when you do it that way too. And also when you're, when you're able to change a model like that, and I, you would, uh, there was another one that was a, a Tesla that, uh, that you had mapped. Um, and if you're able to make changes, I mean, a Tesla is a, especially the, was that the, that was the S the model S like that's a $40,000 car. Like you don't want to just right. go in there and like start physically making changes to that. You know, you, so if you can change the, make the changes in the augmented reality world, as it were, that saves you, you know, demolishing a car just because of that. I also say, and for those, for those old school car designers, you know, all that clay and everything that you used to use don't necessarily have to do that anymore. So, you know, you may want to, to start with the, the base image, but if you're going to make changes and things like that, that's, that's easy and it's digital and it's. And that's exactly how the smart AR got developed. Originally it was for a car manufacturer and they did all the clay modeling and they still like to do that. And they still want to do that, but doing things digitally as much as possible and try to get them comfortable going that route is what they're trying to do with this. Now, from a customer's point of view, you could look at this and look at the car through the surface and say, I want to make it green or I want to make it red, you hit a button. And then anytime you look at anything on the surface, it's just that color that you picked. Mm. And so you don't have to like physically make changes to the car to see what it's going to look like, or mm. I want to add a spoiler to it. And, but I want to see it at a different angle. They can move the, the tablet around to get different angles and different shots and fully 3d. Right. And it's very immersive. Yeah. And that's, I would love to see this in a higher education type of environment. Now I'm sure there is a way, I'm sure there is a way, um, you know, where, and I, I know we do it already with our immersive synchronous lecture halls at Rutgers um, in a way we're bringing a professor in full size digitally, but it's not, I I'm looking for almost the princess Leia as a, you know, the help the me on Kenobi or yeah, almost like that. Like that, that's always what I've been hopeful for is that I could bring a, a life-size image and have it in the middle of the room. It's like that next step for augmented reality where you don't have to have your phone out. You don't have to have a device. Like there's a way of displaying in the middle of the room, you know, and that's how it's, that's how it's there. Um, I know I think it's on there's a number of news organizations I think CNN has done it where they'll they'll make it look like they're bringing someone in studio and have the fake hologram kind of that looks like they're in front of them talking face to face Mm -hmm. Um, I think we're getting really close I mean there's a number of there's like you can there's some transparent LCD displays that are out there Mm -hmm. that if you look at that combined with the content behind it, like uh, most of them right now are being used for product advertising. 
So mm-hmm. you've got the product. I've seen it a lot of times it's used for shoes, like there's shoes in a box, but mm-hmm. then they have this transparent LCD or OLED panel in front of it that yeah. places text and specs of the shoe, like kind of on top of it. And like, like I said, I think we're getting really close. I know yeah. LG has some uh, transparent LED uh, um, options that are out there right now. And they also have, they also have rollable LED right. as well. OLED. Now, so in my case, for where I see where I want this to look like, like this for my immersive classrooms, it needs to be rollable. It needs to be clear and rollable. So that way I could roll it down like a screen put it in front of, excuse me, in front of a blackboard and the professor is, you're seeing through the screen and you, but all you see is the professor right there. So that's, that's like, that would be like my next step that I would see it happen. So LG daylight, whoever could do it. You have a buyer when, when, (laughs) when you figure that out. (laughs) Yeah. The, the, uh, the applications are basically limitless because yeah. it's, it's all about, well, and this is the same thing with anything is the content is king. Like there's a lot of different technologies that are out there. As long as your content is well-made and well done, it's, you, you can have some really basic display technology, but then beautiful content. I mean, even like right now, there's a number of videos with forced perspective out there where mm. it's a flat or maybe it's around a corner, an LED wall that's around a corner that um, when you're looking at it from a certain angle, it looks three-dimensional and it looks like the Star Trek Enterprise is flying through a gateway. Or yep. there's one where there's a, was it a 30-foot cat sleeping on the edge of a building? Because Yeah, I've seen, I've seen ones that like, the it looks like the Jeep is going to come flying yep. off the edge at you and like, yeah. And yeah, if, with the right content, you can make almost any display look really good. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so there, there's your, uh, there's your future uh, job placement, three D, three D, three D design and an augmented reality. So that's to get the, to get that effect for people. So yeah, you know, and that's that. When it comes to entertainment purposes, that's what it is. You have to raise the bar every time because otherwise, you're just old news and. No one wants to go go see the last thing. They want to see the latest thing. So, well, and something else that w- wouldn't surprise me is like a lot of these theme parks that are all about the details. Like you always hear about Disney being like having details or almost Easter eggs in like the line cues or mm-hmm. interactive things just to keep it just to keep your mind off from the fact that you're waiting an hour and a half to go to a ride. And it wouldn't surprise me if Disney starts putting augmented reality things like in an app on your phone that you, it takes a like it turns on your camera and you look around and Tinkerbell's flying around Mm -hmm. or, and can show you little hints about things. Um, I know actually uh, the movie theaters Mm. here, at least here in Iowa, um, one of our, we go to Cinemark movie theaters and they have an augmented reality game that plays a little bit before 
um, before your movie. And it says hmm. like, use your Cinemark app and go to this, go to a certain mode and aim your phone at the screen and play a little game for a few minutes. Oh, that's and, cool. And there's like big sound effects and stuff in the theater before the, before the movie plays just to keep kids or people occupied before they're before the movie. Right. Yeah. And that's, uh, and actually, yeah. And that's entertainment. Gaming is doing it too. Like, you know, my, my wife and I, and my son, we play Pokemon go and Pokemon go has an AR mode as well. You know, we get out, we walk, you know, we go to check out the Pokestops. It's like, Oh, here, catch Charmander. And you, you go to catch Charmander and there he is like, uh, quote unquote, there he is in the reality. You know, you see a Pokemon flying around on your phone. Yeah. You know? And so they, they did a good job where when you move your phone around, they actually put little spots that they think are flat. And yep. so when you release the Pokemon out there, it actually looks like it's supposed to be there. Yeah. And, they, and they, they tell you a good job with that. Yeah. They tell you, it's like, look for a big flat area so you could toss out your Pokemon. Like that's part of the instructions to make sure that you, which is what, if you were to, you wouldn't be throwing your pet, but if you were going to go play with your pet, you'd want to put your pet down on a flat surface. Like you're not right. going to go put it on some rocks or something like that. So it, it's, it's all logically as it's supposed to be. And what's cool too, is that if there's not a lot of space, and you put your Pokemon too close to you, it it gets to be, it takes up to the full size of your screen. And it, or it'll tell you you're too close to put this Pokemon out. So you have to like move yourself to a position where you can then let your Pokemon out. So that way, you know, you can see it in our in the proper space. So there was a there was a lot of thought that went into that game. Um, and you know, they they I, I used to play Ingress, which was what the the essentially the backbone for that GPS mapping was right. for Pokemon Go. Um, so I, you know, I had some friends of mine when I worked for Fairleigh Dickinson University here in New Jersey, and we we would like patrol campus at lunchtime, just keeping an eye on our uh, our towers and our and you know making those connections and everything like we used to do. Um, and then I got to Rutgers. And I was like, oh, here's Pokemon Go. And I was like, oh, and I was never a big Pokemon kid. I'll, I'll admit that. Like, because I was I was in a weird middle range for that. Like, I was a little too old for Pokemon, but like I knew it existed. So now that like I'm older and my son is getting into that age, like I'm now more invested in Pokemon than I ever have been. <laughs> yeah. I've got a couple nephews that are really into it and they, they play with my brother-in-law and um, yeah, it's something that I've, I was kind of the target audience when it first came out was kind of my mm. age. And then um, it's something that, definitely has gotten a lot of people back into it and yeah it's it's a great i think it's a great augmented reality tool for sure yeah definitely so you know we talked about the applications we wouldn't be the av life unless i you know brought up something controversial regarding this are we going too far (laughs) are we are we now getting ourselves to the matrix level of things here I was debating that we were going to go down this road, but you know what? We're going down this road. It's like, it's, it's, are we, are we substituting our reality 
too much with, are we augmenting too much? Is it becoming now I'm not talking about applications in industry and things like that, but is entertainment and life now being impacted by this? Well, it's some would always argue. Yes. You're always going to have someone that's going to think that you're always going too far, but Mm -hmm. especially if, if you're, if there's a way to monetize something, someone's going to do it. And of course. Yeah. And so, and it comes down to advertising dollars. Like that's really what it, or just dollars in general. If someone can figure out a way of like, Hey, like I said, the, um, using your phone to look at the street corner and what, what businesses are in a building. And if I'm a business in that building and I want to promote my business, I can pay that app to say, look at such and such a building, this business and the little ad pops up for them. And I know actually you brought up Pokemon go so much, like there were a lot of promoted pokey stops out there for a long time. Like and I think still, for, there still are yeah. Starbucks is still one. Yeah. And so that's something that they can definitely make a lot of money on doing for sure. Yeah. And that's, yeah. So that you got, you got Starbucks did are all the Starbucks is our poker stops. Uh, Samsung does these gifts that are on balloons occasionally that you'll see. And, you know, every once in a while, yeah, it's the same thing. You'll get a, Oh, here's our sponsored uh, item for the month or whatever it is. Like, oh, okay. And there it is. Um so yeah, I mean, I, there's there's going to be a point where it's we're going to switch from, or there's a point not that we're switching. I should say there's a point where we, we we do so much augmented reality that if we go too far, it becomes virtual reality because it's it's substituting our reality all the way because we're not just changing it a little bit; we're substituting it entirely. And I think that's, and that's where we changed the terminology. Have you seen the newest Ryan Reynolds movie? Oh, uh, free guy. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. No. Okay. So the whole premise is he's a non-player character in the, in the game, in the gaming world. And one thing that they don't really do a very good job of showing you in the trailers, but what, what happens is the actual player characters are all wearing glasses. And essentially what's happening is on the glasses of every player character is all the stats, like your ammo, your health and all that stuff is just, Uh. and so there will be a point. I think that someone like me wearing glasses, I can have like my task list printed on it or a clock Mm. or essentially a heads up display all the time. Hey, I'm a contact lens wearer. So I'm, I'm all in for, for that. Like, you know, Oh, um, what movie was it? Like they, they put cameras inside of people's contact lenses and stuff like that. So yeah, I would, I'd be all for that. That'd be great. You know, that I stink at remembering things. So if I could have my task list, like constantly, like, or if I needed to like blink to bring it up or something like that, I'd be all in for that. Like Like Google glass. And I think Apple is trying to come out with some glasses thing. And it's, Mm -hmm. I think we're really close to having those at least be a thing. Now they will be, of course, they'll always be expensive right away. 
and it's not going to be super mainstream, but I think for some people, I think it probably will end up being what they wear all the time. Yeah. Oh yeah. There would be, I'm just sure there would be op- opportunities that I, like, I wouldn't want to wear that stuff. It's like, okay, I'm home just watching TV. I'm not going to wear my contacts with the heads up display, <laughs> but if I'm, if I'm out working or if I'm, you know, on a road trip or something like that. Yeah. I would love to have all that information, especially also if I could get the information from my car to be yep. up in my contacts, that way I wouldn't have to look down. I'd always have this, my speed. I would always, I'd have map directions. Like I feel like, yeah, your directions maybe, right maybe, there would be awesome. Right. Exactly. It would all be right. And I wouldn't have to look down. I wouldn't have to do any of that stuff. So, um, yeah, I mean that's that would be whew, yeah the blows blows your mind. The applications are endless, and it's just a matter of the technology catching up. Which, like you said, we're almost there. Like as soon as the technology catches up with all the ideas, you know, it's a it's another it's another moment of science fiction becoming science fact. You know, all those all those clear displays that were in like Minority Report with Tom Cruise, like. Yep. I don't know what 10, 10, 15 years ago, whatever that was, that's becoming a reality now. You well, know, and you've I, already got the gesture controls. So yep. in minority report, he's using his hand to wave around the windows and mm-hmm. stuff. And mm-hmm. there's a few things out there. I know we've tested one that tries to measure like the tendons in your arm, whether you make a fist or make a palm and you can manipulate a model just by rotating your hand kind of thing. And yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. And actually what's interesting about that, you bring that up. So I just updated my, my Apple, uh, my iPhone up to, uh, iOS 15 and my Apple watch, Mm -hmm. uh, up to, uh, watch OS eight and watch OS eight has an accessibility function for gesture control. And I I haven't had a chance to, I've literally had it on my watch for like four days and I haven't had a chance to play with it yet. So, but it's, you're supposed to be able to make gestures with your watch hand to be able to do different things. So yeah, it's, it's there. It's here. I wonder if you can do that to manipulate your, your phone as well. Well, that's why I would love to, like, if I could do the, if I could do like the, the, the inspector gadget thing, like, like (laughs) I, you know, put your thumb and your pinky out and like bring it up to my ear. And like, that would be what would answer on my watch. That'd be great. Like, I would feel so cool about that. But then again, I'm I'm a geek and I'm a nerd when it comes to that sort of stuff. So, (laughs) well, isn't everybody that listens to this podcast? Well, yeah, that's true. (laughs) At some level, yes. The the reason they listen to this podcast is because we geek out over these sort of things. Of course. Uh, But we love love all of our listeners, no matter why you listen to us. So, um, so yeah, the future is so bright, I got to have augmented sunglasses. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what are those, uh, those reading glasses that can transform to sunglasses? Like oh, there you go. Um, those progressive lenses. That's yep. Like it's we're so close to having some really cool technology and some interesting applications of it. The next five yeah. years, I think, can be really interesting. Yeah, I feel like I'm gonna have to go to the CES uh, over the next uh, couple of years just to make sure I don't miss out on anything. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, 
All right. Well, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna call this uh, an earlier episode uh, tonight. Uh, I really, Aaron, thank you so much for joining me tonight. This is this is great. Um, I know Mechdyne has those smart AR videos out on YouTube. Um, I'll see if we can get some of them. Maybe I'll make a. Oh, you know what I could do? I can make a playlist on our <laughs> YouTube channel. So you go find our YouTube channel. I'll make a playlist with the Mechdyne videos and then you can find it there. So subscribe to the AV life on YouTube and you have to look for the one with the logo. Cause apparently there's some other guy that's got something that's called the AV or he's called AV life, but we are huh. the AV life. So yeah, it makes, I, I, cause I went looking for, I wanted to subscribe myself and I was like, Oh, okay, let me go do that. And then I found this other guy and I'm like, no, 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 you can't be here. <laughs> <laughs> so we are the AV life. Look for the lightning bolt as the uh, as the logo. Um, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Check out higheredav.com. We this early this month, we released a brand new edition, uh, brand new layout. It's fast. It loads really fast. It's a great. <laughs> it's very it's. Yeah, I know. I, we admit it was a little slow at first. But we've gotten it up and running a lot better. It's a lot quicker now. Um, the layout is nice. It's like a grid layout. You can find all the articles right there in front. Visit the sponsors, you know, especially, you know, with, with Infocom. It's still ha- Infocom still happening. Listen to Joe Way's uh, podcast with Dave Labuskis, uh, CEO of Avixa. And he, it's going to be a great time. It's not going to be the, it's not going to be the Infocom that we've had over the years, but it's still going to be a great event. So make sure you, you still go. Um, all the precautions are being taken to, for everyone to stay safe. Um, and he brings up a good point during the interview. Orange County itself is at 82% vaccination rate, which is unheard of right. in general. Like New Jersey's not even at that level yet. And one county in Florida is that high. Yeah. So, and it's the one that we're in. Plus everybody that's coming to this event more than likely. And I, and I, if you're not, it's fine. Or not, not you, Aaron, but I'm talking to the guests, right. to, to our listeners. If you're not vaccinated, that's fine. But most of us that are going to be there are going to be vaccinated. So I, it's a, I think it's a safe opportunity to, to be there, get some networking, build those relationships. Um, let's, let's be our AV nerdy selves together, you know, for the first time and for, for the first time in forever, <laughs> at least it feels that way in, in Orlando in, you know, by Disney. So um, last year was going to be my first Infocom. So hopefully, uh, hopefully I can come this year and, I don't, we haven't decided yet on who we're sending yet, but hopefully I'm on the list. Um, yep. But yeah, any of the uh, smart AR videos, if you go to YouTube, just search Mechdyne, uh, M-E-C-H-D-Y-N-E. The, uh, our company's uh, page will show up right on top and all of our videos are right there that we post. Cool. And yes, and we post all of our videos at the AV Life on on YouTube. You could also find us on higheredav.com. All of your podcast services. Uh, so uh, go check that out too. Aaron, 
this has been fun, man. This is this is cool. I I don't I don't get to do one on one episodes very often, so this is this is this is different for me. I usually have the whole crew here, and but this was this was fun. I really appreciate you coming on and talking uh, a little AR with uh, with me. So yeah, it's something AR and VR is something Mechdyne has done from the very beginning. Um, our company actually just recently celebrated our twenty five year anniversary, um, oh. and we got our start doing virtual reality systems for the government and that ever since. Oh, well, that's awesome. So yeah. So there you go. If you've got a project that uh, needs a, that sort of assistance, yeah, look, go, uh, go check down Beckdine uh, for, for all your AV and <clears throat> VR needs. That's really cool that you guys have been doing it for that long. I didn't realize that. So that's, uh, that's cool. So all right. Well, uh, we're going to we're going to close up shop here for tonight. Uh, so take a listen for all of our future episodes and until our next adventure. If you enjoyed today's show, please head over to iTunes, give us a rating and leave a review. Hello, everyone. Uh, it's Friedman. Welcome to my fantasy football show. Uh, no intro music for this episode. No mentions of sponsors, etc. Um, this won't be a typical episode. Uh, normally, we would recap the weekend's action, talk about injuries, notable performances, and uh, you know, I'm sure a lot of shows are doing that. So you can listen to those shows if if you want some of that information. And then, of course, on later episodes this week, I'm sure we will make reference to uh you know some of the things that happened in this weekend's games um you were watching the games this weekend anyway red zone all that you don't need me to tell you what happened this weekend uh so this episode is going to be different it's going to be a little more free-flowing uh and uh i want to talk about mike uh mike taglier uh you know longtime guy in the industry who passed away this weekend on saturday um you know i have some notes so I have like a sense of some of the things I might say, um, you know, but really, uh, you know, who, who knows, who knows where this will go. Uh, and then also I'll just say like, I, I didn't really, I don't know. I didn't feel like talking about fantasy football tonight. Um, tomorrow I'll be ready to talk about fantasy football, but, uh, you know, tonight I just kind of wanted to, um, to take a moment to, uh, to think about Mike and to remember to remember him um you know we're about the same age um and you know by the time this pandemic is over if it ever actually is over i think eventually it will just be managed but you know by the time this is you know sort of over i think it's going to be the type of situation where everyone is going to know someone who died from you know covid related issues and uh you know someone probably in their peer group um you know and when all of this started 
over a year ago, you know, it seemed like it was something that, you know, maybe could be kind of contained, you know, or like, you know, you, you think like I'm young or, you know, young, I'm not yet 40, but you think like, hey, I'm relatively young, like I will probably be fine. But, uh, you know, something happens and you sort of realize like that could have been me, um, you know. Uh, so it's just, it's hard to, you know, it's hard to believe that this happened. Um, thinking about Mike specifically, um, Mike Clay had uh, a great tweet, um, that he put out. So I'm recording this on uh Sunday, Sunday night during Sunday night football, it'll, you know, come out Sunday night, Monday morning. So yesterday, Saturday, um, when, uh, when Tabby Taglayer and Fantasy Pros uh, announced Mike's passing, you know, different people on Twitter put out, you know, stories, kind of remembrances of tags. And Mike Clay of ESPN, he put one out, kind of, you know, talking about his experiences with tags. And he said that, uh, you know, tags started at PFF when Mike Clay was there in June of 2015. And, um, one second. I'm going to take take a drink of tea here. And um, I also joined the PFF staff that same summer um, as a college fantasy football contributor. I did a podcast. I did a couple of episodes. Uh, sorry, a couple of articles per week. And uh, you know, Tags was doing the same thing. He was on the fantasy like NFL side of things, and he was doing a podcast, doing a couple of articles per week. And um, because we were kind of on on the two different sides, uh, I was on college, he was on NFL. We didn't have all that much interaction, but um, you know, I do remember us having some interactions. And I remember because this was, you know, before I was full time, and like it was a nonstop grind. I was getting, I mean, it's not an exaggeration. During the week, I was getting probably three hours of sleep a night. You know, I was doing eight podcasts. I was writing articles for PFF, for Fantasy Insiders, for Rotoviz, uh, on top of, you know, trying to pretend that I had a, a full-time job. Um, and uh, Tags was in the same situation, you know. And so as someone who was, like, grinding nonstop, um, I could look at Tags and just, like, appreciate what he was doing it's not like a i don't know like a like a game recognized game type of of situation but like everyone like there was a group like a a cohort of people who were all rising up through the industry at the time and you could just kind of look at the people and say like okay this person is probably going to get a full-time job because you know like he just does not stop. Like he will not stop until he gets a full-time job. And, you know, Mike was someone like that. Um, I'm thinking of like other people who were in that group. Uh, you know, a lot of whom you know talked about tags this weekend. And it's not like it was like a group, like we we're all messaging each other, like, like the Rat Pack or something. But like, y- like we were all coming up through the industry at the same time. And there was you know, some camaraderie there and like Scott Fish, JJ Zacharyson, Rich Rebart, Chris Raybon, TJ Hernandez, Liz Loza, Matt Harmon. I mean, like 
we were all people who like within a year or two of each other all got full-time jobs and i always really respected the way that tags just attacked his job and wanting to be full-time in the industry and then just basically willing it into existence um you know he was you know <laughs> then he got the job you know he was he was living the dream at fantasy pros um and so i had, i had immense respect for how hard he worked and in what he did to get to that point you know um <clears throat> it's not uncommon for for people to ask you know like especially in the AMAs like what's some advice you would give to someone who wants to be full time in the industry um <clears throat> i mean if i had to give like some very succinct advice it would be like be like be like mike <laughs> you know i mean be like be like mike taglier you know um just work as hard as you possibly can and then like don't stop keep on working keep on pushing have a sense of humor um you know provide value to people be responsible and be respectful um you know i think one reason why there was such outpouring this past weekend for tags is that <clears throat> he didn't really have any enemies um you know like he he was a nice guy like he he did favors for people he was uh he wasn't like super hot takey in his analysis he was always i would say measured uh and reasoned and you know if you had a disagreement with him uh on something that had to do with fantasy like okay you know like it's, it's not it's a disagreement you, you know you see a player differently um but you know this, there's no reason to fight about it you know it's just two people who have different opinions on this and then you move on um you know and i think that that native friendliness uh that tags had was something um that really endeared him to a lot of people um so i would say yeah if you if you want to break into the fantasy space if you want to be a full-timer um you know be like be like tags you could you could do a lot worse than trying to emulate what that guy did um you know i'm kind of thinking like after the season that i had at, at pff um and i was also you know writing <laughs> just like like everyone just writing for different sites you know just grinding trying to get a full-time job after the season at pff uh i was you know lucky to get a full-time job at fantasy labs um and you know after that <clears throat> you know tags and i kept in touch uh you know here and there and then when he caught on full-time at fantasy pros um you know i would be a guest on his podcast you know one to two times per year um and you know he would be a guest on the podcast i was on you know one to two times per year uh it was always great talking with him and <laughs> one thing that one thing that people always i wouldn't say they complained about it but it was it was noted whenever we were on a podcast 
apparently i i don't know i don't know apparently mike and i had voices that uh that sounded quite similar um and so people wouldn't be able to tell who is giving what fantasy opinion other than the fact that uh my fantasy opinions were bad <laughs> his his fantasy opinions were better um that was the main way people were able to distinguish between who was talking um but you know, there was a, a point last year uh where pretty abruptly there was a change to the the hosting team of the fantasy pros podcast and the details of that for the purposes of this story and talking about tags the details of that do not matter um that's just a separate conversation but um there was some upheaval some change and uh you know i could just tell based on what was happening on social media that um that was something that was likely to be hard on mike uh just in terms of the way that he had to think about it and deal with it um and i i sent him a message saying like hey uh you know i'm sorry about this situation it totally sucks and uh i think i asked like hey if there's you know like if there's anything i can do um let me know and <laughs> uh he said yeah can you can you be a guest on the podcast uh and it was the next episode of the podcast like i was the first guest on the show uh after the change in the hosting team and i remember thinking like yeah that's not really what i was that's not really what i was thinking of when i sort of made the, you know the obligatory empty gesture of if there's anything i can i can do let me know uh, but, but you know like mike actually took me up on it and i i sent mike the message of like hey like are you are you sure you want me like to to be the the one who's like the the first guest after you know after this as we're moving into the future um because i i didn't i didn't want to screw up the show for tags uh you know like i felt it was this uh kind of important you know professional moment in his in his career uh of like moving forward with this with this new show this reconfigured show and I just felt like if I'm the guest, the first guest on the show, and I screw it up, like that that sets the tone for the rest of the show for the future. And now, like, imagine the ego on on me, of course, to, to be thinking that. But I just even then I remember thinking like, because like he could have asked someone bigger, you know, like he could have asked a heavy hitter in the industry. Um and, and he asked me and I just remember thinking even then, like, that's really nice of, of Mike to trust me in this situation. And like, I don't know, even then, like I took it as a, uh, a sign of Mike's, uh, of Mike's generosity and his, his openness, his largesse for, for lack of a better word of, uh, being willing to trust me with that responsibility uh and you know hey and in retrospect maybe it was like great game theory to where it's like look we'll put friedman in this situation if it doesn't work out it doesn't matter it's just friedman and if it works out then great we can build from there 
So, you know, thinking about it a little bit more, maybe it was a great choice on their part. But, you know, I, I was, I was appreciative of the fact that he was willing to trust me uh, in that spot and what, at least like for me, from my perspective, I interpreted as a big moment uh, for him. And, um, you know, after that, we, uh, you know, we continued to do shows. I was on his podcast a, a couple more times. He was on, uh, on the podcast. I was on a couple more times, you know, the football season ended, we moved into the summer. And the last time I talked with him was in August, uh, when I was getting ready to do the waffle house challenge. And he, you know, I sent him a message on Twitter, uh, and he arranged for fantasy pros to donate a subscription, uh, for me to give away, uh, you know, to someone who donated to cook children's hospital. Um, you know, and I was, I was appreciative of that. And, you know, I thanked him and I asked him if he wanted to be in an expert league that I was starting up. And, you know, he said, you know, that would be fun. But yesterday I was just diagnosed with COVID and like, you know, I, I might be fine in time for the draft, but I don't know for sure. So I can't commit. And, um, you know, I totally understood and told him, you know, thanks for the, thanks for arranging for the, the fantasy pro sub. I hope you feel better, you know? And he said, yeah, thanks buddy. You know, me too. You know, that was it, you know? And, at no point in that interaction did I think that what happened would be possible. You know, you just think like, I hope he feels better. He's probably going to feel better in a couple of days. You know, and that was it. Um, you know, you know the numbers <clears throat> and the statistics, but you never really think that someone you know will be uh, someone you never interact with again, uh, because of this virus. And, you know, anytime, um, and you know, at this point now I'm just sort of rambling, but you know, anytime like someone, someone passes away, um, and you think about them, it's not just the opportunity to reminisce, uh, and recollect about that person, but it's, you know, the opportunity to confront your own mortality. And it's not like I'm saying anything original, we like we all know this, but um, in any time it's uh, you know I'm thinking of someone you know within my peer group um, who's passed away. It's uh, it makes me let me take a step back for a second. A lot of people who are sort of established now within the fantasy inter- industries, you know, like they didn't start out as like numbers people. Like they weren't in sports analytics. They were just sort of random people who really liked fantasy and somehow willed a job into existence and worked hard and got that job. Um, You know, I think Mike was working in finance or working in banking. I was, I was a PhD student in English. Um, And so that's the background. And, uh, and so anytime I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm faced with the mortality, especially of someone, uh, in my peer group, it makes me think of a particular poem because, you know, I have that English background. So it makes me think of a poem called Lycidas by John Milton. Um, <laughs> so, you know, written, 
in the 1600s. Um, and it's, it's a poem in memory of a classmate of his, uh, a guy he knew from college who, uh, who was a, a priest, um, who I think he'd actually like just taken his priestly vows. And then he was going on, uh, like a boat to go serve. And then the boat sank and he died. Um, <clears throat> and everyone who was, uh, like in the, the class, uh, their college class, you know, took it pretty hard. Um, and Milton wrote a poem about it. Um, and in the poem, like you see like the full, I would say like kind of the full range of human emotion in reaction to death, you know, sadness, rage, hope, um, you know, all, all of the other emotions that people, that people might have. Um, and it, it ends sort of the premise of the poem is this shepherd who's, you know, kind of sitting, watching his flock throughout the day. And he's you know, sort of like, you know, singing or, um, just speaking this poem. <clears throat> and so it ends with sort of this third person narration where for all of the poem, it's just sort of like the, the shepherd talking. And then it ends with, um, with these lines, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to read <laughs> all the lines, but the, the last four lines, uh, because he's been sitting there all day. And so the last four lines, and now the sun had stretched out all the hills and now was dropped into the Western Bay. At last he rose and twitched his mantle blue tomorrow to fresh woods and pastures new. And <clears throat> that last line always gets me tomorrow to fresh woods and pastures new. Um, especially when I think about uh, the passing of someone, you know, he's roughly my age. Um, you know, like how, how do you deal with death? How do you move on? You know, I don't think there's a great answer to that. Um, but, you know, for me, the answer, and it's sort of like encapsulated in the last line of the poem, tomorrow to fresh woods and pastures new, you know, I mean, the answer is <clears throat> you, you move into the future, you know, with all of its freshness and its newness, and you enjoy life and you appreciate it as much as you can because other people don't get to. Uh, and you move on with the memory, uh, and, you know, maybe depending on what you believe, uh, you move on with the spirit of those who are no longer with you in person. Um, you know, you continue to live because that is literally what you were born to do. Um, and you try to add some goodness to the world while you're here. And I think that's what tags did. Uh, you know, so that's what I have to say. Uh, some unstructured thoughts, but, uh, you know, I just wanted to, to say some words, uh, about tags. And again, I wasn't really feeling like talking about fantasy football tonight. Um, please keep the Taglier family in your thoughts. Uh, if you have the means, please consider donating to the gun, the GoFundMe page that has been set up for Mike's family. Um, we will link to that in the show notes. I'm sure they would appreciate it. 
Uh, thanks to everyone for watching uh, and listening. I hope you're doing well and staying safe. And we will talk to you next episode. episode please leave us a review on itunes Now is the best time to start working at Amazon. They are offering sign-on bonuses up to $3,000 and hourly pay up to $22 per hour. You'll bring home a great weekly paycheck and many jobs come with benefits that start on your first day. That's higher pay, sign-on bonuses, benefits day one. And you'll be part of a safe and inclusive workplace ranked among the best in the world. Go to Amazon.com apply to start your job search today. Amazon is proud to be an equal opportunity employer. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Alter Ego Podcast. I'm your host, Jack Austin. With me, as always, is the Cyborg. Hola. How are you, buddy? I'm pretty good. Mr. Ryan, what's the word over there? I'm all jacked up on Mountain Dew. Woo! I can see it. He actually is. That's a fact. How you doing, baby? Oh, I'm just great. She's not great. Nope. It's because your Steelers lost. Oh, no. Oh, let's, come on. This isn't the time or place. (laughs) The one time you stay with us and don't go sing a national anthem somewhere, you're not in a good mood. I feel like, (laughs) I feel like maybe I should go and do that. Wow. (laughs) Well, folks, that's going to do it for Megan. (laughs) Just fade the music back in. Yeah, yeah. That's been the Alter Ego Podcast. All right, and we'll see you next week. <laughs> That's a small glimpse into your life. You know what? Why don't we have Megan sing the national anthem to open us up every week? Yeah, yeah. we should. She can sing real, the Alter Ego song. We're real patriotic. What are the lyrics to this bitch? Make it so up. To this song, you got to make it up. Yeah, go. Nerds, 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 nerds. <laughs> I, I really oh hope somebody takes that audio clip. <laughs> nerds, nerds, nerds. And we'll just throw it in there on the soundboard. This sounds like what every once in a while. So many times. <laughs> comics, nerds, dorks, comics, things, Marvel, DC, Newsy. <laughs> wow. Ryan, you get a gold star for that idea, buddy. <laughs> I don't have. I gotta Anywho. write. I gotta write shit down. I can't on the whim do that. Oh, you got some homework for next week, then. Yeah, I do. You're gonna sing us. Hey, it's <laughs> the first time we ever got to the end at the beginning, at the beginning of the show. Of the yeah, show. right. Right. Oh dear, that's Lord. a good sign. Yeah, you know what else is a good sign? Ford Supply Company <laughs> showing up with that sweet, sweet sponsorship. Yeah. <laughs> This episode of Alter Ego is sponsored by Ford Supply Company, makers of all natural and organic soaps for men. 
with scents like, what'd you get today? Today I got Gentleman, Norseman, Carver, and Outlaw. Carver, mm. ladies and gentlemen. Pumpkin Spice is back. Is the Pumpkin Spiced Bar of Soap. We'll be placing an order. I just opened up my last bar of Carver. And you're going to crack it get, open. Get me a coffee one? I'm going to get too? you a coffee or death. I'm All probably right, going to cool. get another Gentleman. I just want to smell like coffee so I can feel better than everyone else. (laughs) Well, that coffee hits hard. So uh, visit their website at FordSupply.com to order online and use promo code ALTERIGO to get 10% off of your order. Ford Soap, real soap. No bullshit. Thank you. Mm. Indeed. I put on the smooth voice for them. (laughs) Like it. To see what they think of Ford Supply. <laughs> think of commercials in your future. <laughs> yeah, here we go. I could do this Tony and Nell's commercial. You know what's so funny is like I, I've read it so many times that you'd think I remember it by now, but I still, I just feel so safe looking at the page. <laughs> you just like paper. Yeah. that's me. Uh, guys, I have a stack of paper that's almost as tall as the chair I'm sitting in right now uh, with all my notes from past episodes and all that other stuff. It's our news archive. Yeah, but you know what I didn't archive? What's that? Tony and Nello's. Tony and Nello's Southern Italian Cuisine and Grills, a hidden gem that's family-owned and operated on the outskirts of St. Petersburg. At 1136 Pinellas Bayway, South Tierra Verde, Florida, this is a must-try for a homemade Italian lunch or dinner. Just remember to bring your appetite because the portions are very generous. Call for a reservation today at 727-867-3577 and check out tonyandnellos.edu. <laughs> Pizza classes. You ch- check out tonyandnellos.gov <laughs> or .com, whatever. So, uh, yeah, we've got some more news here. Newsy, newsy, newsy. These seem to be going around. There's not a lot of things to sit and focus on which kind of stinks. Although, as we're recording this here on Thursday, Nintendo Direct is happening, like right Mm. now. Oh, word. So we'll have to go through that. We'll we'll talk a little bit about that later. But first in the news, uh, really, really slim uh, pickings from Marvel this week, but a couple of interesting things. Uh, The original Hulk movie starring um, Edward Norton. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Tim Tim Roth played across him as Abomination, and he recently said, and I think this was sprung up from him appearing in Shang Chi. He said he signed on to play Abomination to embarrass his kids. Huh? I was like, no, you didn't. You signed on because it was Marvel. You were going against the Hulk, and you were going to be the main villain. That's why. You didn't you didn't sign up for a Marvel production just for a ha ha at your kids. Shits and gigs. Right? I mean that doesn't make sense. I thought he signed up for money. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they paid you, Tim. I don't know. They're I like, think he's I think maybe he's a little uh trying to act like he doesn't care because Abomination is clearly moving on without him. What do you think? Or do you think he will eventually come back? Wait, and, did he, uh, he did he played it in Shane Chi, right? No. He did not? No, I don't believe so. Oh, that's I right, because he didn't really Tim's, have any lines. He didn't have any say, lines. He didn't have any lines. That's why I was... Oh, so that's why he's all salty. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh, okay. I misheard that. I thought he did the motion capture. Or the That would be cool, but, but no. He probably didn't do it in the first one anyway. So. Um, I think he did do a lot of that. 
But let me look up Tim Roth and see the last thing he's been in because it wasn't Shang Chi. It was 2015. Think so? No. Well, I was about to I'm say, sure he's just, done something bad. I was like, were you just Googling something him? Something bad. Yeah, he's done some Amazon original series since then. I loved him in Reservoir Dogs. He was really good in that movie. That's true. I can't really shit on him that much. Um, he was good in Pulp Fiction, but geez, those are two Tarantino movies. Yeah. It's really kind of... It's funny really when... mess up a Tarantino movie. When somebody's recast, he's like, I didn't even want to do it in the first place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I, I did it to because it was embarrassing. Right, I did it because my kids were going to be like, "Oh, Dad, how dare you star in this uh, this huge production by Marvel?" <laughs> yeah, how dare you be Dang, so cool, loser? Yeah, my dad's so dumb. He's he such was a in nerd. he was in all these amazing movies. All right, so here we go. We got Tim Roth pulled up. Let's see what movies he's been in. A Dunkin' Donuts commercial. Oh, jeez. Most recently, he was Neil in the movie Sundown. Oh, shit! I Do take tell. it back. Do tell. Shang-Chi and Legend of the Ten Rings. Abomination. Uncredited. Oh. Damn, he was uncredited even. That sucks. Maybe that's why he's salty. Maybe. He or, did have lines in that, though, I thought. No, he didn't. No, he, he just, just kind of sat grunts. there and yelled he at He just grunted? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, maybe they said they, they got didn't. Tim Roth to come in and grunt in Shang Chi, or someone else grunted. <laughs> and it I, maybe was just either way. They had to expression. use his voice and then do like voice changing technology to it oh. to make it sound deeper and bigger as Emil Blonsky. So, and is Tim Roth friends with Wong? Is Abominations Emil Blonsky now cool with Wong? <laughs> Because he was like having the conversation, like I told you, you know, don't pull your punches. They yeah. seem like bros. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Abomination, a good guy though. I will not stand for that. No. Thunderbolts. Uh, who has the name Abomination and is yeah. a good guy? Exactly. I'm, Thunderbolts doesn't have Abomination, does it? I it thought could. that was Red Hulk. I mean, technically, no, it doesn't. A- but I can see it lining up though. Mm. I don't know about all that. Uh, no, the way they showed Emil Blonsky's military background, perhaps, but I still want to see the Red Hulk. Oh, yeah. Only if he has a giant black mustache. He sh- he better. <laughs> it won't be Red Hulk without it. That's right. Absolutely right. They're going to chicken out. You know who's not chickening out? Tony and Nelson. Chickening out. Chickening out. Charlie Cox from Daredevil fame. Let's hope not. Well, first of all, he's playing the game with everybody, right? Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm in No Way Home. I don't know. That Is that was... just the thing they say now? Like, I, I don't think I'm in it. I can't right. quite remember. Well, that's cool. I, I think I'm in it. Maybe I'm not. I don't know. <laughs> I'll never tell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll never tell. <laughs> Maybe I'm in it. Maybe I'm not. Hmm. He says he wants to see John Bernthal reprise his role as the Punisher in the MCU. Yeah, everybody does. Says he doesn't know who could do it better. And to me, I was like, who could do it better? No one. Than John Bernthal. And I just started thinking about actors and I was like, I wonder who really could straight up go Punisher and and do it better than him. Steven Seagal. Yeah, there you go. I could see a really obese Punisher flipping people and eating carrots with a ponytail. Jason Seagal? <laughs> From How I Met Your Mother? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'll go well. I just bring back Charlie Cox. I think Barn- back Burn- John Bernthal. Bernthal's good. Bring uh, them all back. Just throw Danny Rand off a bridge. Keep, yeah. Get 
Danny Rand from another universe. It's so weird. I'm watching Game of Thrones right now. Yeah. All the way through for the first time. I'm right. in season four. Yeah. And he's You're in only it. only like years yeah. behind the rest of the world. I know. Because I, I just went, I don't want to watch this for a long time. Because I watched season one and went, eh. I can feel that. But I, I'm. We know you I've can. I've worked my way around. Yeah. I've changed my mind. So you've seen The Red Wedding. I just saw The Red Wedding like two episodes ago, so, like two yeah, days ago. You're stuck now. Yeah. I'm in. But it's funny seeing him on that show, and I went, that son of a bitch. Yeah. Like, how can... How, oh. He's the immortal Iron Fist protector of Kunlun. Uh, this is a tangent I go on all the time, so I'm just going to pull out. I don't know. I was thinking, actually, about this right now, and Rob Stark, if he wasn't playing in Eternals, and you gave him straight jet black hair, I could mm-hmm. see him doing it. Yeah. He's, he maybe he's a little too British to do it. I don't know. There's no such thing as being too British. Who did Jon Snow play? They Kid don't Harrington. enunciate British, British do they? British. British. Who's, in, British. who's in Eternals? Rob Stark or Jon Snow? Is it? Yeah. What about Jon Snow? Yes, both. both. Yeah, they both are. Oh. Yeah, Jon Snow is playing the Black Knight, I think is the rumored person he's going to be. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. It should be interesting and... Naturally, Rob Stark is one of the Eternals. I don't know which one he is. I forget what which one he is. And we need to do an episode to kind of go through that. Too. Yeah, I need to actually read something of the Eternals. Yeah. yeah. At least peruse a Wikipedia article. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of Charlie Cox yeah. and No Way Home yep. and us wanting to see him in No Way Home. Yes. We saw uh, via the interwebs Tom Hardy walking around with a No Way Home hat on. From the production crew, Son of a which bitch. was completely coincidental. Guys. Oops, I just found this in a He just Goodwill, happened like to get his hands on that. He's not in the movie. There's no way. He's not. He's just not. Just and he's just walking around he wearing like... totally is. I was in a Spider-Man movie and all I got was this lousy t-shirt. I bet you, <laughs> I bet you he's the guy, one of the guys that comes in to tip the scales against the Sinister Six, maybe. I don't know. What if he's not even like really in it? No, like he's in it, but he's in it for like three seconds. Like a portal opens. It's like, oh shit, that's Tom Hardy. And then it just closes real fast. Yeah. I still it's am American ready to actor, see. Tom Hardy. I'm ready to see Venom get the, the white symbol across the chest, the spider symbol, get yeah. the iconic look going. Yeah. I want to see it, man. I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. So, Tom Hardy, we have not gotten confirmation in it, but we did get confirmation from another Venom that's going to be in the movie. Topher Grace? Topher Grace. Oh, I saw that. Wow. Topher Grace. Somebody came out and added him on, I think it was Instagram, and said, are you in the new Spider-Man movie? And he responded. (laughs) He said, please keep it between us, but yes, I am in it. The plot starts with Peter Parker, Tom Holland, bummed that everybody knows his identity, and then some crazy shit happens with Doctor Strange and Doctor Octopus, Alfred Molina, comes into his dimension. Then Electro and the Green Goblin hop out of one of those energy circles, and they're like, it's spider stomping time. Then Tom Hardy and I pop out and battle each other, and I win, obviously. It's like not even a fight. I just kick his ass immediately. Not to give too much away, but these are some of... These are also some actors from the original 70s Spider-Man show and Aquaman and Batman, Ben Affleck, not Keaton, crossover. And thanks to Disney, Han Solo's ghost provides from Skywalker, from Rise of Skywalker, and that Eve robot from Wally. Again, please keep this between us. I love the troll right there. Me too. 
He's like, stop asking me about it. Yeah, he's like, yeah, no, you want a story? I'll give you one. I'm definitely in the movie. Here's everything. (laughs) I guess you won't ask me again, will you? I will. (laughs) Jokes on us. That's really what's going to happen. Hey, Toph, big fan of the show. Toph listens. You know he does. Tophie Medwire? Topher Grace. (laughs) Oh, well. He's a big fan, and he's going to give us the exclusive. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. 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 On to video games. <laughs> I just want to hang out with Foreman. With George Foreman? No. Topher well, Grace. Chilling and drilling. Foreman. Can you get anybody show? right? Red Foreman? I don't I don't watch that 70s what? show. What? Oh, I don't watch yourself a disservice. I don't sir. watch sitcoms. No, he does not. He does not like timed comedy and and yeah. audience laughter. That's correct. It doesn't make him laugh more to hear other people laugh. It doesn't. And when I can time your joke, it's almost not funny to me. So, like, when that's happening and they're having the back and forth, I go, and here's a joke in three, two, and then the studio audience laughter. It just doesn't do it for me. It's almost like there's a formula to television and writing. Yes. Same with Big Bang Theory. Well, that's just all trash anyways. (laughs) I agree. I did love WandaVision because that's not what it was supposed to be. It was poking fun at that. So you didn't get on board with it. I freaking adored WandaVision. I still think it's one of the best. And that was really the only television back then was mostly sitcoms Mm -hmm. or like even soap operas, I think, was the first break out of that third or fourth wall sort of television entertainment. I had to watch a lot of Seinfeld growing up. Had to, not that I wanted to, but my dad had the clicker, so yep. <laughs> we were watching Seinfeld. Ah, the clicker, yeah. <laughs> the clicker, even what? That's what we used to call. The I know that's what everybody called know that. the clicker. And then we all collectively decided not to call it that that's anymore. Because they don't click you know anymore, what? like the old ones. We're do. bringing it back, baby. All right, Xbox controllers. Clicker. TV remotes. Mm -hmm. They're all clickers, baby. You heard it. iPads. Door openers. iPads. (laughs) Phones. Computers. They're all clickers. Well. Uh, Vibrating toothbrushes. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Remote control. Vibrating toothbrushes. Vibrating anything else. (laughs) Clicker. Just call it a clicker in your own time. Grab the clicker. Yeah. (laughs) What do you mean? Honey, grab the clicker and meet me in the bedroom. (laughs) growth uh where are you planning to put this that's uh that's for patreon well we'll discuss where that goes on patreon only fans yeah on only fans uh, so marvel versus capcom 3 has been out for a while you guys do you ever play the old marvel versus capcom oh, yeah. 2 mm-hmm, mm-hmm, do you like that one mm-hmm. yeah yep. do you like that one better than the other one i did yeah i think so i don't know if that was due to a lack of options or what it was why i liked 2 better it just I, I, it seemed like a better game, but it's getting a remake, apparently. Nice. Yeah. Oh, I will say the last time I played that, I got my ass handed to me by some young kid. Yeah, it didn't that, feel uh, good, did it? No, we went to that, was that, that Disney Quest or whatever? That Oh, Disney yeah, Quest. right before it closed down. Mm-hmm. Got on the sticks, thought I was going to wear this kid out, and man, he worked me. Who was your team? Uh, normally Wolverine and uh, oh, yeah. Iron Man. Or Re- Hulk really? Iron Man, yeah. My favorite was having Cable, Iron Man, and War Machine on the same team. Because that triple beam, if you caught him in it, that's all of whoever's there alive. God damn. Yeah. Cable was my guy. Uh, I liked Captain America, too, a lot. He was good. I never rolled with Capcom guys. Never. Yeah, nobody. No, who no did? Does. Yeah. Um. So, d- did you guys know that Fortnite, like the big Fortnite game was on like a mobile platform now yes i heard that today actually just found that out i did not know that yeah uh but apparently the 
Epic Games is currently in a legal dispute. I don't know over what. I don't know if it's anything like what's happening with Blizzard. They're always getting sued for something. But apparently their game got pulled from the Apple App Store, and they're telling them, nope, we're not putting it back in. Nice. They've filed to be allowed to become creators again on Apple, and they're like, not until a judge reaches a final verdict in your case. Is it a money thing? That could take five years. No, I forget what it is. I was listening to a podcast earlier today and explained why that was. It had something to do with um, the money, the way you buy things inside of it. Yeah, that's what I figured. Like microtransactions, exactly. That kind of thing. Apple hates that shit. They should. I mean, I I hate microtransactions personally in in terms of uh, like playing to win or anything. But if that's I think it's bad for the younger generation. Yeah. Although have, it could be wrong because, I mean, yeah. you've got all those games where you can drop a dollar to get an extra life in Candy Crush, you know what I mean? So I don't yep. see the difference. For the things you like yeah. from a very young age. I don't want this truck bitch Which I mean, for Robux. I, I guess is, isn't, I know we're mildly going off topic, but with that mindset, it's not the worst thing to kind of drive you to want to be able to work hard to get gift certificates and money and stuff then they don't have anything they don't have any toys i was gonna say it's a a decent like it's a decent mindset i guess in a sense to get money management get them to understand the value the value of a dollar right but at the same time there's got to be screen separation which i'm sure there is i'm not saying there's not yeah no but with a lot this of people, is there a isn't. general conversation. We're not. Yeah, they, no. They don't, yeah they don't. no, we've moved on from a yeah. very specific topic. But yeah. yeah, they only care about the value of a robux. That's it. Yeah. That's right. But still, I mean, but it's or just it's not bucks. real. Like when I was a kid, I got five dollars. I go to the store. I can buy, buy anything toy. that's four yeah. ninety nine or less. Like yeah. you, you no, just, you couldn't because you forgot about taxes. taxes. Silly kid. Mom yep. covered the taxes. I remember so when fine. Oh, she did. You got a nice mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Um, but yeah, five years. Sorry, Fortnite. Yeah. Fortnite's printing their own money, though. Yeah, I have they don't a need feeling a iPhone games. Apple is not going to be the one to break that that infrastructure. No. Um, here's something interesting, and I know two of you are not big time gamers, mm-hmm. uh, but Halo Infinite is coming out, and one of the things that started happening with these big online games is they're presenting you with challenges that you can do every day to uh, level up your character, you know what I mean? Or, or apply it however you want, but it furthers you down the game if you do these challenges. So they'll have missions geared toward you completing these challenges. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for the longest time we played destiny and we would get on, do our dailies, do what was called a nightfall strike, which was a, a, a game mode that took about 30 minutes and you got higher level gear for completing it because it was a little bit higher. Then we would go in and do our raids mm-hmm. and it was just a systematic thing. It was crazy. Um, you can ask this one. We would come home and I'd be like, yeah, it's raid night. It's Tuesday. So that meant I was strapped in yep. and playing that game forever. And we would have six people on coordinated. And I'm still upset with you, sir. You never carried me through the one raid that I tried to do. Which one is that? Um, I will re-download Destiny just to get you through it. The one with the uh, the fat boss and the and the, the sat in the chair. You had to hop backwards on certain things, and one person had to go to like another world and oh, oh, Callus. That's what it was. Callus. Yeah, I could yeah. get you through Callus. Callus was a fun one. Well, we almost had it done, and I uh, screwed the pooch. 
<laughs> Everyone I played with jumped backwards, and you wanted me to jump forwards, and no one told me beforehand, so I jumped backwards, and yeah, I, I fucked the whole thing up. It's okay. We forgive you. Hey, it's been a long time. Yeah. Shouldn't have left you. Um, but so now Halo Infinite, what, what brought me in was... Um, Halo Infinite is saying right now that the daily challenges that'll come with Halo for like multiplayer or whatever it is that you want to do, if you want to complete all of them, it will take you anywhere from 16 to 18 hours to complete the daily challenges. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot. A day? That doesn't even sound fun. Um, so I had that same reaction when you said that. And what I thought of after that was going to a game like Destiny. And after all your challenges were done, you're kind of like, all right, well, since we're not farming for specific gear, let's get out of here. We're done. And I think Halo is trying to find a way to keep you engaged, to continue attacking challenges that if you're on, you can have something to play for. See, if they were smart, they would just take Halo Infinite, put it on top of the Halo 2 package, and then just sell it back to us because I would play that all day long mm. for forever. I don't need a new Halo. Give me Halo 2 multiplayer. Let's go. <laughs> that was I, life. I haven't seen. Uh, I've seen a couple of the beta play tests for, for Halo Infinite. Uh, some of it looked good. It was interesting. I've never truly dove into Halo. Oh, see, Halo 2 was life. Um, but there was one. Uh, Halo has a special place in my heart. And when Infinite comes out, I'll probably pick it up because there was this girl that I was with for a time What's and she knew that I number? loved video games. Seven. You're about she to get somebody, knew she's about to get somebody killed. Wait, that I was a big gamer. About, he's about to talk about me is what he's about and to do. She would sit around at home and play Halo oh, yeah, he's talking to about get me. better <laughs> at it. <laughs> and she didn't tell me. And then one day I come home, she's like Let's play Halo. And in my ears, I heard different things. But I was like, oh, God, wait, what? You want to play Halo with me? She's like, yeah. And so we loaded it up, <laughs> and we played the first couple of levels on co-op, and she immediately realized the skill level was a little bit different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't think I've picked up a controller to play a shooting game since then. And oh, that but was that like seven years ago. was always such a, like a deep touching thing to me. I was like, Oh my God, you've been sitting here I trying have. to get better and play I because did. you know how much I love gaming. I was like, I was so very in love with her at that moment. And then you deflated her right then, away. Yeah. Ever since then, it just, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, we've been on a downslope since. See, yeah. I'm an asshole. I'm like, one V one me, bro. And well, that would have worked her. Well, no, no, <laughs> we were playing the, we were playing the campaign co-op. And I think she and was done when me. I was trying to, and I was super gentle and nice yeah. about it. I was mm -hmm. like, all right, baby, just hit this button. You're doing good. Mm -mm. And then she threw a grenade at her own feet. Yep. And then she blew up and was like, I'm fucking, fucking done with this. Yeah. <laughs> I like to shoot the, the sky where there's nothing because I can't work two toggles that look two different directions at the same yep. time. Yep. I was like, babe, we're going to go right over here. Okay. 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 Fine. So I'm like one of those, like those, uh, the robots in like Mandalorian that like shoot and just spin around. That's kind of <laughs> what I was. Like. <laughs> yeah. But it was good. It was a fun time. So Halo. Yeah. Uh, but back to Nintendo Direct, we talked about it a little bit earlier. Um, I got some bullet points if you want to. Let's go. I, over I, them I'd briefly. love to hear. Them. So first and foremost, I, saw I think something. I hope it's true. I think the big presentation is going to be Breath of the Wild two. Oh, I don't even care about Breath of the Wild two. I mean, I do care. I'll, I I wow. think this is what you're excited about. 
Nintendo wow. 64 games on Switch. That is on here. But what? Oh, on. That's on. This, this is a refresh page. Not all no, the things. not Nintendo but, 64 games. But um, no. Monster Hunter Rise what? is getting an expansion pack called Sunbreak. I didn't even play Monster Hunter Rise. Summer 2022. Wow. All right, so then Ryan doesn't care. <laughs> <laughs> there is a new Mario Party Superstars game coming out on the Nintendo Switch. Okay. So wait a minute. Does that mean we're going to get in WCW NWO Revenge on the Switch? I'm hoping. <laughs> it's coming. Hold on. Because I would play that game. <laughs> yeah. I'm hoping for Ocarina of Time. Let's see. What else oh, do we yeah. have? What else do we have? Uh, there's a new Hyrule Warriors expansion pack. Yeah. Yeah. It gets better over time. Hold on. That was a fun game. Did you play Hyrule Warriors? No. That's gonna be it, next on my list after Dynasty this. Dynasty Warriors, I get. Did like, you play Dynasty Warriors? I used to, and then I play that like for a few minutes, and I'm done. Beat 'em ups don't really get it for me too much anymore. I enjoy running into massive crowds of enemies and just mowing them down. <laughs> we know. I don't sound. Like I've a seen you play as the Hulk in Avengers. Yeah, yeah. see, that's like <laughs> Avengers. I'll play it for a little while. Like, all right, I'm done with this. Um, Still haven't gotten on. You got on one time with me. Yeah. And I walked you through. Daddy held your hand and walked you through. Daddy's got you. Uncle Hawkeye held your hand. Yeah, picked me up a bunch of times. That's getting my ass kicked. Let's go. All right. We got a new Kirby game coming out, Kirby in the Forgotten Land in spring of 2022. Oh, God. For the Nintendo Switch. Oh, Kirby. Uh, Animal Crossing is getting a uh, some free content that you can download. Oh, Amber Simpson will love to hear that. Yeah, same thing with Mario Golf. Hey, Mario Golf was actually fun. I've played it. I've got it here at the house. If you, if you, well, okay, let me clarify. If you like golf, you'll like this game. <laughs> yeah, is it like Golden Tee Golf back yeah. in the game with the big rolly ball? It's No, it's not, but it's a lot of fun. Like, the little maps you can play on are cool. The abilities you have are cool. I imagine it's um, cool. No, it's it's a fun game, for That's, sure. It's on the list of things I want to do. My boy Luigi was, uh, <laughs> he came through clutch. Mario Strikers needs to happen. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Knights of the Old Republic, the Star Wars game, is being so, released on the Switch. We talked about that last yes, we week. we did. Um, I, I does that have a date on the switch? Does that have a date on that? It's a it's a page that keeps refreshing because there's new news all the time. So fun, fun, let fun. me scroll back down to that so, part. Uh, I know the new Metroid is going to be featured, the brand new one that's coming out. Um, I think Breath of the Wild two is going to be there. Uh, Pokemon Legends Acrius has got to be another one that they're going to be focusing on. Uh, let's see, Metroid Dread. Got I'm going in order of how it's. Yeah, been. yeah, yeah. So Metroid Dread got another trailer. Uh, Nintendo 64 and Sega games are being released on uh, the Switch Store, and they're also releasing wireless Nintendo 64 and Sega controllers. Wait for the Nintendo Switch. Oh shit, that's cool. It that's is cool. really cool. It is cool, but I will not be picking one up. I will be getting both. I, I will be just sixty four controller. I will just be adapting with my my regular pro controller. Here's, I'm still trying to get my hands on a regular GameCube controller or a wireless GameCube controller. For oh Switch. boy, they oh they synced up. Yeah, I think you have to get a dongle for one of them, but I think one of them is actually just straight wireless. That's cool. One of them, I, I mean, like Smash Brothers. Sure, that's, exactly that's where I would I would be good with the Nintendo sixty four controller. I feel like I would be more dangerous. Oh no, the, the GameCube controller is what I need it for. Here's probably the most exciting news: they've talked about the new Super Mario Brothers movie by Illumination Studios, the company that yeah. brought you Despicable Me. Yeah, uh, we have casting news. Oh, oh let's go! Gosh. Do you guys want to guess, or no. do you want me to tell uh, you? I wait mean, a minute! Wait a minute! Yes, wait a minute! Wait a minute! Okay. Wait a minute! Is it so? Hold on. They're all A-level. Like, you'll know everybody. Celebrities on are yes. playing Mario and Luigi. So, yes. wait. This is animated, though. So, these are oh, voices. No. These oh, are no. Voice actors. Yes. This is 
animated kind of like the minions and the despicable gotcha. movie. Let's same go. Kind of Who do you think's playing Mario? Wahoo! Yeah! Everybody give me a guess. Wah. Mike Myers. Wah. <laughs> Mike Myers? <laughs> Danny DeVito. Who's playing Mario? <laughs> it's a me, Mario. Who do I think I wish it was him? a you. Uh, that'd be great. I'd be happy to play Mario. Uh, Seth up? Green, What's actually. Up, Peach? No, 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 no. Jeez, is it? Well, I guess, give me a hint. Give me something. No, give us he something. didn't give us hints. He's we had a, a guess. He's in the Marvel Universe. Give us something. Chris Pratt. Bradley Cooper? Chris Pratt is pay, playing Mario. Yes! Cancel culture. Can't get him. <laughs> Who's playing Luigi? <laughs> oh, is he also uh, in the Marvel Universe? He is not. Vin Diesel. He is in the Chris. Pacific Rim Universe. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, John Boyaga? Nope. Tom, uh, Tom Cruise. Nope, nope. That's the wrong movie. Oh. He's Whatever. from. Um, is it Idris Elba? Idris Elba? No, is it Kevin Hart? Nope. He's from Philly. It well, he portrays a character as from Luigi? Philly <laughs> because it's often very bright there. It's oh, is it Charlie Day? It is Charlie Day playing Luigi. Jesus. Oh, <laughs> you could have stopped at Chris Pratt. I'm so happy. I think that. Charlie Day is Luigi. Might get me. Um, Anya Taylor Joy is playing Princess Peach. And who's that? That is the girl from the Queen's Gambit. Oh, okay. okay. She's okay. very good. Uh, Jack Black is playing Bowser. Nice. <laughs> okay. That doesn't surprise me. Okay. Keegan-Michael okay. Key will be playing Toad. Uh, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. That's not Jordan Jordan Peele. Keegan, not Jordan, the, uh, the taller Key. one. Though. Yes. That was in Friends from College. I like them both. I like them both. Yeah, Aaron. I like them both, but I like him better. Yeah. And Seth Rogen will be playing Donkey Kong. Nice. Wait. What? <laughs> Why is Donkey Kong in this universe? <laughs> it's just, I don't know. Because it's a Nintendo universe. Oh, there's more. Okay. Oh, um, boy. Kevin Michael Richardson, who I can't. You don't have I, I don't even know who, who that is that he's playing. Like, is he a Kong? Kamek? Is that a Kong? Or a, a, no, Are you looking a, up to? I was trying to see their faces and I got the list. I mean, one of my personal favorites, Fred Armisen, is playing Cranky Kong. Yes! <laughs> That's awesome. But Spike is a. Isn't Spike a. He's a Bowser. Bowser. Yeah, he's a Bowser minion. Bowser yeah, boy. He's the little toad dude or whatever. No, no. No, he's a little no, Bowser. No, no. Toad, little toad Bowser. is your, your like guide. He's your, your good guy. Yeah. Uh, bu- 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 so no. Chris yeah. Pratt is playing Mario alongside Charlie Day. That's a hell of a team. I hope they can pull off the voices. Well, I, I, yeah, they're clearly going to use their own voices. Yeah. Do you think it's just going to be like, hi, I'm Mario? Yeah. Yeah, I do, which is worrisome. Oh, no. It's a me. It's a Mario. It's oh, a me. Mario. Mark sounds so sad. <laughs> it's oh. a me. It's a Mario. <laughs> hey, it's me, Mario. Jurassic Park. <laughs> oh, gosh. <sighs> and it ended with a Bayonetta 3 trailer. Oh. Okay. And that's it. That's where it ended. Well, there you go. No Breath of the Wild. That is really shocking. They no, must not have anything. No Pokemon Legends. No Pokemon. You said Metroid Dread was in there. Yeah, there was a trailer for that. Okay. Well, I heard some some uh, rumors earlier that uh, maybe it might be because of the shortage for the... Uh, the chips and things, and you know they got the new Switch Pro coming out. They're probably going to wait to show anything before that comes, because that's going to roll out. Yeah, they it. didn't even talk about the OLED yeah. Switch either. Gotcha, gotcha. Maybe that is come it. out next week, wasn't it? October eighth, probably. I don't know. I don't even know. Get on your horse and tell us there, Mark. <laughs> 
It was supposed to come out October 8th, but they October did not mention it. 2021. <laughs> I will not be buying um, an OLED. I play on my no, TV. No, me neither. Yeah, yeah, for sure. 100%. It's, it's to the TV or I'm not playing. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's take so a real weird. quick break, and then we're going to get into the uh, meaty TV and movie news. Meaty. It's yeah. just the, the biggest one that it's, we have. It's uh, a Mario. We're going to take a break. It's a goodbye. Whether it's absolute silence or lo-fi beats, you have a work style all your own. And Best Buy tech experts can help you get the right tech for you. Available online, in-store, or in your home. Work for you space. Achieved. Details at BestBuy.com. Peacock is streaming your favorite shows, movies, live sports, breaking news, exclusive originals, and every live WWE pay-per-view. It's The Office, Chrisley Knows Best, and Peacock original shows like Punky Brewster. Peacock, watch for free, upgrade for more. Stream now at PeacockTV.com. Fall is a season of gathering that brings us together with warmth and color. So whether it's a birthday, anniversary, or a special event, celebrate your friends and family with a gorgeous bouquet from 1-800-Flowers.com. 1-800-Flowers makes it easy to find your reason and brighten someone's day with exclusive offers and great values on bouquets and arrangements. To order today, visit 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. That's 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. And we're back. Here we are, Alter Ego Podcast. I'm your host, Jack Gossip, with Mark, Ryan, and Megan. Where'd you find your pen? It was in my Dungeon Master area. Oh, oh, you oh. stole it from I yourself. I stole it from myself. <laughs> <laughs> Picked it up, and I was like, where's my pen, you people? We it took a six-minute break. No reason. <laughs> I go over, I was like... I know where my pen is. He rummaged through the whole house. Uh, yeah, I did. <laughs> and then I walked over to my DM screen. I was like, I was taking notes with it yesterday. I he instantly knew it. And then I walked back in and was like, hey, look at this pen. Isn't it cool? <laughs> you walked out the door. You're like, boys. Yeah. <laughs> Where's my fucking pen? <laughs> They're just like, you know, no, we don't know, dad. I know you hit it. And I look over and find it and just throw it in their room. See, it's right there. <laughs> you just kidding. push it under the door. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh fatherhood. Yes, parenting in general is always a zesty enterprise of beating your kids and screaming at them and just breaking them <laughs> so that they're prepared for the real world. Wow. Just kidding, guys. Just kidding. So anyways, Marvel news. Yeah, so <laughs> news, huh? Wow. Wow. Uh, Netflix bought the entire Roald Dahl estate to make movies, shows, games, and more. So they're making more Willy Wonka stuff? Willy Wonka, the big fucking giant. Um, it's big friendly giant. Um, BFG. Yeah, BFG. There's a couple other. It's a, quite a large estate of books and things that they have. The so, books. so they're going to do that for me. Um, yeah. Interesting. Good for you. Netflix spending more damn money. That's, so, uh, I don't understand that. Has anyone seen lost boys? Lost boys, the 1987 yeah, vampire with, uh, movie. No. Keith for Sutherland. Never seen it. Never seen it. I know exactly what it is. I've it is never a seen it. classic horror classic. If you want to call it horror. Is it horror? Uh, I don't. I don't know. I was younger. Got got me a little scared a little bit. Then yeah, it is. Okay, for sure, because it's meant to be scary. I imagine it was meant to be scary. So it's it getting a, a remake. And if you guys got your IMDb fingers ready, uh, it's starring Jaden Martell from It. J a e d e n m a r t l e l l. 
and Noah Duke from from a, a Quiet Place. And I don't know off the top of my head. I don't know who that is. I need to see a face. Who is Noah Duke? I just don't know. Somebody tell me who I Noah just, Duke oh, is. Noah. Oh, Noah. Oh, Noah. Noah Duke. Wrestling. Why did it say wrestling? Because it's showing me Noah Duke wrestling. Um, I see no Noah Dukes. Am I reading this wrong? I see a Noah. Yoop. 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 <laughs> like a J. Yoop. That was just really inappropriate. No. Mm. Mm-hmm. Anyway. It wasn't. Uh, it's, it's Jupe, I guess, or Yoop. Jupe. Yoop. He's the guy from A Quiet Place. He plays... The baby. <laughs> he plays an infant. I still haven't seen the second one. Oh, he's one. the son. Oh. Yeah, makes nice. sense. Nice. Not the one that gets carried off for playing with the fire truck. Spoiler alert. Yeah, it's <laughs> in the first 10 seconds of the movie, though. <laughs> they got him. Uh, so, yeah, that, that new movie is coming out. That should be interesting. You know, nothing like a classic being remade. We've never seen that before. We've always been excited. Not once. It'd be cool if someone did it. Yeah. I mean, guys, why don't you just find old staple properties and just remake them? Does Hollywood not know they can do this? Mm-hmm. Jeez. We should go out there and pitch this to them. We really should. We yeah. can make like eight bucks. Maybe 12. Gas up the car. Let's go. Well, Let's do it. Right now. A full cross country. Actually, me and Ryan are going to get Harleys and we're going to ride out there like that. Okay. Well, Mark oh, and I yeah. will fly. We'll meet you there. Yeah. <laughs> we're both out of pocket like. Two grand for this trip. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's worth it. Yeah. Just, just to pitch this stuff. Yeah. Actually, flats are cheap as hell right now. Yeah. Especially to go to California. Um, just saying. So, Woody Harrelson, speaking of remakes, yeah. wants, not not remakes, but he wants yeah. to do yeah. a Zombieland 3. Yes! Of course he does. I, I heard Zombieland 2 wasn't good. I did too. I did I didn't too. See it. I did not see it either. That's what I was going to say. I didn't see it because I adore Zombieland 1. It was one of those situations where I didn't want to watch it because I loved the first one so much. See, <sighs> exactly. We had the same argument over coming to America. I know, I and s- I still haven't seen that. And I haven't Me either, neither. but I'm not against <laughs> watching it. Although coming to America, I heard it wasn't bad. I heard it, it was wasn't fine. necessarily the same, but it was okay. Okay, I heard. I'm, that I'm willing to let it. Too was just bad. Yeah, not good at all. I heard they introduced a newer character who was good in her own right, but just people were like. Eh don't really care about this i'm wondering if because i heard another casting news for a, a reboot oh yeah have it on the list it might be all right i'll, I'll, I'll hold on you'll wait I'll for wait. a couple more i'll wait because you know i'm the segway king yeah uh so i'm, I'm a, this is not a se- <laughs> let's hear it what's your segue i want to oh, hear I it now no idea yeah let's go it's about twins Oh, yeah, yeah. I want to hear about that. We're talking about Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito. Yeah, do you have it on your list? Or I don't. It... Yeah, hit oh, me with it. They're making a twin sequel. Right. With a third twin. Who? <laughs> I think I heard about this. Who Triplet? is the third twin? Tracy Morgan. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, wow. It was supposed to be Eddie Murphy, but apparently he has a, a booking conflict. Sure he does. I'm like, what the hell is Eddie Murphy doing? Tracy... Dr. Doolittle 7? Yeah, no, not even. Coming to America 3. Yeah. Coming through America. <laughs> you know, it's America. really weird with Eddie Murphy because I liked him a lot. Beverly Hills Cop was awesome. I, I loved him as Axel Foley. Foley. I loved a lot of his stuff. Golden Child was my jam back in the day. I enjoyed that movie a lot. Where did um, he lose you? 
after Trading Places, which I like Trading Places. Oh, too. that's a great movie. Um, he didn't he didn't lose me there. I just was he just he just stopped showing up. Actually, Doctor Doolittle is where he lost. Yeah, I was gonna say, me that too. Might have been it too. Doctor <laughs> Daddy Daycare and Daddy Daycare were the two where I was yeah. like, and like when, okay. he, when he went full Sandler. Yeah, and then he yeah. came back oh, to yeah. Saturday Night Live and just stood there and soaked up the applause that really wasn't coming. Yeah, and I was like, ugh. I mean, Eddie's hilarious. I love Eddie. Like, I really do love Eddie Murphy, and I would have liked to see him in this movie a lot more than Tracy Morton, who I think is funny, but I'm just, this isn't something I'm running out to see. Yeah. Bowfinger was another really good one, but that was kind of like right in the middle. I never anyway. saw that one. Bowfinger's oh. really good. Um, But yeah, so Tracy Morgan, huh? Third twin. Yeah, how does that, there's an age difference. Like, at least Eddie Murphy's like in right. the range. I don't and know, Danny man. DeVito is... It's, really old now, and yeah, so is yeah. well. Schwarzenegger looks like he's finally aged, but he still looks like he could break us. Do you think there was just like a dry erase board delayed? What would be funny to add as a third twin? Yeah, ah, make it a black guy. Yeah, yeah. that'll be hilarious. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay, if you're gonna do it that way, that's your writing process. Yeah, that's interesting. That's kind of like an eighty style writing process. So I guess it goes with this movie. Sure, sure. Um. That's that's. I'm interested to see what they're going to do with twins. I thought they were going to remake remake twins. Yeah, and do it with a newer guy like The Rock or John Cena, and put mm-hmm. somebody with him. It was going to be Kevin Hart and The Rock. It's always Kevin Hart. And I the Rock. would watch that <laughs> till yeah. the cows came home. Because <laughs> Kevin Hart dominates. I love that relationship, but I love it for Kevin Hart. Yes, because he is just too good. Central Intelligence was a funny movie with the two of them in it. Yeah, I was going to say that's probably my favorite where. Kevin Hart's actually the straight man. Yeah. And The Rock is the... Oh, that's, that's a, just great. That's good. Um, The Last of Us. Apparently, so I, we've talked about The Last of Us a lot of this. I really want to see some trailers for it. I want to see some more stuff coming out for this HBO series. But one thing that I saw that I was like, ooh, I think that's really cool, mm. is one of the creative directors of the game and writers for the game is doing... Uh, I think more than one episode, and there's only nine, but I was like, okay, I want to see the visual direction from somebody who created this world have a, the big camera and the mm-hmm. big budget and see what they can do with it. Oh, that's a lot of pressure. Yeah. Neil Druckmann, uh, he's going to seemingly direct at least one of the episodes for the HBO adaptation, but I'd like to see more. I don't know. Uh <sighs> I love some HBO shows. I just get. I had one too that I that I think I talked about. Did I talk about last week? Robert Rodriguez talking about uh, the book of Boba Fett. No, he was like, "We're going to dominate. This show is going to be awesome. It's like it's going to be one of the best things you've ever seen." That is exciting. He's like, "I'm even like blown away about the stuff that we're doing right now in Book of Boba Fett," and I'm like, "Yo." Shut up. Show it to us. <laughs> I mean, I Let's think a lot it. of people are hiring. Shut up and bring it. <laughs> Show it to us. We want it. Let me see that. Um, so the, the reason I brought that in, you know, I'm the Segway King. Did you know there was a Disney Plus day coming up? Yeah. I did because you posted about it on Instagram. Yeah. I had no idea. November cool. 12th. Is that like the one year anniversary of? Yeah. I, I Is it really? One or two. I remember being like really, really, really excited when it was coming out because I just happened to be working from home that day. Actually, I think that whole week I was working from home for some reason. Yeah, I think and it's I was, one year. I was no. really, really excited. It's got to be at least two years. No way. There's been two seasons of The Mandalorian. Uh, maybe it's been, right. I think it was probably 2019 it came out. 
because we were leaving. We were. Living we all here. count the end of 2019. So we started the podcast in March of 2019, and I think it was when we started talking about the Mandalorian. And um, all, so that's. I was going to say I'm almost positive it was 2019 because I was home because I was sick for the week. That's why I was home all week. Mm. I remember now. So well, I think I'm pretty positive it was 2019. Well, either way, Disney Plus Day is coming November 12th. And they're going to have special highlights on Star Wars hmm. and the Marvel Universe. The Marvel Universe? Yes. Oh, yeah. I love the Marvel Universe. So I think they're going to start framing the structure for this next phase. And saying, you know, here are the things we're working on. Here's what we've got. I think we see some things that are announced. I think we get She-Hulk. Mm. Finally, yeah, 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 we start seeing some some rumblings about that. That's November twelfth is what two weeks before Hawkeye drops. So we might get some more peaks at where Hawkeye is coming in. We might mm-hmm. see a little bit more about Sword uh, and the whole space version of uh, Shield with Samuel L. Jackson, and maybe we'll get the Secret Invasion, too. God. Oh, man. The way and the amount of money they're putting into these shows, I'm like, yo, Secret Invasion is going to be wild. Man, Marvel Phase 4. Let's get weird. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's what I would call it, the let's get weird phase, and I'm here for it. I'm in. Pantsless. Oh. <laughs> Not underwearless. Don't get crazy. No. Um, I'm only wearing shorts. <laughs> <laughs> and it was uh, 2019 that it came out. Nice. Disney Plus. Okay. I was wrong. Are you happy? Um, good. <laughs> good. Uh, Obi-Wan series has wrapped filming. Ooh. Yeah. Yummy. Um, and in the uh, post-Emmy interview for his work on Halston, Ewan McGregor confirmed that Disney's Obi-Wan was done fin- filming and saying, I think it will not disappoint. So, softballs for everyone. Great. I don't think it'll disappoint. No, people want it. It won't disappoint. They want it. People will be probably happy. And Hayden Christensen is coming back for this one, too. So I'm just kind of curious. Like, I say go for how, it, man. How deep are they going, right? Chop his because legs again. Because when Luke Skywalker's around, Darth Vader, I, they make it seem like he has no idea. So this probably doesn't even take place on Tatooine. Oh. This probably follows some adventures of Obi-Wan Kenobi before he follows Padme... Well, Paul follows the children down to, to you know, what's mm-hmm. Endor and Tatooine they go, respectively. I'd probably rather see that. Yeah. Why is he who he is? Because when Obi-Wan sets up to finally fight Vader, they make it seem like they hadn't seen each other since he left him on the side of a burning mountain. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how are they going to pick that up and run with it? I don't know. That doesn't line up. No. But, I mean, I'm sure it's going to be cool. I'd love to see him hook up with Ahsoka Tano and have those two have a conversation seeing as how they're both, like, the closest people to Anakin Skywalker. I'm sure there's a crossover in there somewhere. Oh, there's going to be an episode. And there's going to be the Ahsoka Tano series. Mm-hmm. We fell off a Bad Batch. We watched the first three yeah. and we're like, mm. I didn't watch it at all. It didn't really grab me. It so- was interesting. It was like, if you're a big fan of the Clone Wars, watch it. You'll love it. Visions but- dropped today. I know, and I saw some pictures from Star Wars Visions, and I am very interested in watching that. And somebody came out and said that that uh, Star Wars Visions is not canon Star Wars, yeah, so don't sense. expect that to be 
a story progression. Right. They but they did say yet. So I mean, I like the what if scenario. Like, oh, this is just you know, some weird stuff that happened. Yeah. Uh here's one that's interesting. Uh Fantastic Beasts, the secrets of Dumbledore arriving in April of twenty twenty two. I know your wife's gonna be happy about that. She's a big Harry Potter fan, isn't she? Yeah, she is. Yeah. Yours is too, isn't she? Yep. Mine isn't. She doesn't care. White girls, mm. they love. Yeah. She's like Wingardium Leviosa. Basic white biatches. <laughs> wow. She drinks her that is my wife you're talking about. Gross. That's on Not her yet, sir. Almost. Not yet. Almost. Wow. Almost your wifey wipe. Megan's trying to move in at the last minute. <laughs> what? Uh, the Boys weird. Season 3 Sorry. wrapped That's... filming. <gasps> Yay. Yeah. <laughs> and they just show... The actor who plays Homelander, and I'm just like, I miss this guy so much. Oh Do my you? god, I miss his I miss you, you craziness. Freak. I we need a Homelander in the in the comics universe. You need a Homelander. You need somebody who is that Superman that nobody can stop, but at the same time, he's, he's the poster weird. child. Yep. I want to see that little glimpse from season two. When he laser beamed, whoa, the, whoa, 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 what, what, spoilers. what? Still haven't seen it. What? You're two I'm years behind. Earmuffs it. Spoilers. Earmuffs it. I'm working on it. But then, really like they, they show that, and you're like, <gasps> and you see that that's just what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. I'm like, mm-hmm. give me more of that. Mm-hmm. I want to see Homelander crazy. be Public Enemy number one and see what they can even do about yeah. it. Yeah. They teased the shit out of us last season. Yeah. With that trailer. Yep. Yeah. They did, and I was like, "Oh God!" I was like, "Yes, oh yeah, yeah, yeah." Uh, but Boo. there's a lot going on. We need to rewatch the boys. Okay, that's not a bad idea. No, rewatching the boys is a fun time. Ryan, you should watch the boys. Yeah, I'll rewatch the boys. And <laughs> he's going to rewatch the two episodes from season one. He already. Watched. I know we don't have any news on <laughs> it, but I'm like, also. I like excited. how you're so non-committal about watching it, but when I say that, you're like, "Whoa, spoilers, buddy!" God, man, because I'm working on it, just on the backlog. You know, like video games, I'm going to eventually get to it. I've got it's another eight years to watch priority. that thing. <laughs> you know. Anyway, yeah. I know we don't have any news on it, but another uh, show that I'm looking forward to in uh, conjunction with Amazon, is Invincible. Yeah. Two. Yeah. When is that coming out? No idea. That's why I said I have no news. I'm just a bunch of animators furiously uh, scrolling Scroll. away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're sketch pads right now. Oh, my God. I mean, like, I know at a certain point, pen does go to paper for those shows, but isn't a lot of that digital now? Yeah, yeah it was yeah. an outdated reference, but they whatever. They generally, yeah. like, draw... There's a bunch of guys clicking away. Yeah. <laughs> you see guys in a bunch of, like, like notepads and, like, all right, here's my preview. And they no, just, like, they the, draw it. Do they, the paper they thing. Draw it on, they draw it digitally with a digital pen, so they actually still draw it. No, I know. I want those big architect desks. With the that are turned at an angle and like a big Disney, light box behind like it, yeah. and it's just they're just furiously drawing circles and people walking down the street. That's what I want. That's to how say. a lot of them actually do it. Is it's a light table. When it's we finally come to your house, I expect to see a lot of like blueprinted towers and stuff, yeah. and architectural towers mm-hmm. and just yeah. blueprints lying around. Just scrolls. And everywhere. then when we want to ask what it is, I need you to like hurry it off the table. There's <laughs> <laughs> nothing. It's nothing. I'm just uh, I'm very particular about my work. Please don't look. I just thought about something. Do you have any invincible pops? No. No. Do they make them? I don't. Yes. Th- I, don't I don't know. Think so. I think maybe, maybe, possibly, 
are they not maybe out I've yet? I've seen like future uh, leaks of them. I was maybe? gonna say, yeah, how are they not like Amazon leaks. exclusives or you yeah, know? Yeah, maybe they. Maybe I've seen something. It might have been a like a um, concept art that I've seen. But I tell you what, Omni Man will be a day one. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say you need Omni Man. I need Omni Man and I need Homelander. Yeah, I, oh. I'm surprised we don't have Homelander. We have Butcher. Yeah, we have Butchery's right there. Um, but the no, no Homelander so yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, Butcher is the only one I wanted. I didn't want all yeah. of them. I actually just wanted Butcher and Homelander out of that set. Yeah, the show I'm excited about is Demon Slayer. That's yeah. right. Working on those. When is Demon they? Slayer season two coming out? No idea. Whoa, whoa! Spoilers, guys! Spoilers. <laughs> you didn't watch it, did you? <laughs> Not no. a minute no. of it. Mugen Train. Was I don't even so know good. where to watch Mugen it. Mugen Train was really Netflix. good. Netflix. Oh, okay, yeah, it's so good. It is actually not a bad show at all. Man. I know. You guys spent 45 minutes yelling at me about it. <laughs> <laughs> the sad part is you could have watched two episodes in that time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're short could've episodes. Happened. You could have been that guy. See, I got defeated when it said 26 episodes per They're, season. They're literally like 22 minutes a piece. Yeah, I know. So it's not as bad as you think it is. Not at all. Some animes have those episodes where you can tell... Like, they didn't want to draw the action sequences, so they just have them have in-depth conversations with themselves. That guy's been laying in a hammock for 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Why yeah. am I like this? Why was my family always so... And they cut back to watching, and like, oh, God, come on, man, get to it. I don't mm-hmm. have to draw lips moving That's if it's an filler, internal monologue. Man. Huh? That's just filler. Yeah. yeah. Old Dragon Ball Z. Dra- Dragon Ball Z. It's all filler. You were watching that filler. last night. Yeah, I was watching Dragon Ball. Super? Super, Yeah. The abbreviated? I don't know. It's whatever's on. uh, Is it Hulu that I was watching it on? Uh, I think so. I was told that I need to watch the like abbreviated version where they pretty much just get down to it and there's none of that bullshit in the way. Sure. That's got to be a much better series. Yeah. (laughs) Get to it. Um, The last bit of news that I had was uh, something about Daniel Craig. I li- actually, I just saw this. Something really about like Daniel it. Craig. I yeah. like this is the mindset that we always talk about. So go ahead and share it. But this I, is the mindset that we, uh, we I love generally it. share on this podcast about these this topic. Um, yeah, this is for Daniel Craig. Yeah. Uh, he said he wants the studio to go further than casting female James Bond. Like that's been the big thing. They want they James did. Bond to be a female. They did a female black James. Bond. They they made her an agent. Oh, she's not James Bond. She's and they up. wanted to make a uh, this the big been the big calling for Idris Elba to be the next James Bond because he's British, he's a good looking guy, he fits the mold to be James Bond except for the fact that he's not white, and that's the thing that people get up in arms about, which yeah. is really stupid. Agreed. But where Daniel Craig went was there should be simply better parts for women and actors of color. Why should a woman play James Bond when there should just be a part just as good as James Bond, but for a woman? That's up to the studios to do. Yeah. That's up for the writers to write. That's up for the producers to greenlight. I would almost, like, at this point, feel pandered to. You know what I mean? Like, if they come out and go, look, look, here's James Bond, but he's black. Here's James Bond, but it's Jamie Bond, and it's a girl. I'd be like, why? No, I I don't buy this. Can we just do new original characters and make them yeah. powerful in their own right? See, here's the thing. I'll accept any kind of changes to any kind of lore yeah. as long as it's good. Yeah. And very rarely is it good. Right. They just, they do and it for the sake of doing it, It's hard to do with James Bond. 
First yeah. of all, I'm waiting for James Bond to actually die in one of these movies. Yep. It's never going to happen, I feel. But damn, then that would really open up. Open up that universe. Make it so that James Bond is the old retired guy and get some more people and do yeah, like get a double the 008, 008 a 009. Yes. Yeah, do it like Doctor Who where there's a new doctor all the time. So make it be a new 007, or, not James Bond. Or it's but not even yeah. associated to 007 at all, and they finally just end that entire chapter of yeah. history yeah. and just create a character that is a badass female that's just as awesome and secret agent as... And, like, completely, you know, make it the new... I don't know. No, I, I agree. Here's, here's a hot take. I, I fully agree with him. I think that we instead of, in, instead of like you said, pandering to people, like, why does that even... Why do we have to continually draw attention to that sort of situation? Right. Like, why? If we're, that's, that's what we're trying to fight against. I mean... In my opinion. I've been watching all the latest Daniel Craig James Bond movies on recommendation from Robert... M. Lamb. Robert Lamb, who's our good guy, friend. He, I don't know his middle name. I just absolutely. lives in a garage. <laughs> he, <laughs> he loves James Bond. James Bond to him is the ultimate, other than Jaws, that's the ultimate movie for him. Robert Lamb and I agree 99% of the time on things. Mm-hmm. These movies are not that good. <laughs> <laughs> they are not. Well, see, oh, agreeing, no job. agreeing and having a, having a preference are two very different things, I think. Yeah. Like, an opinion and a preference are two different things. Well, like, usually when he says, this movie's really good, I'll go, yeah, I've seen that. It's actually very good. Or he says, this okay. isn't very good. I go, well, let me watch it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's not very good. Yeah. So, like, our our interests and lights line up, typically. Yeah. But oh, not, on that, not on this. <laughs> I've never ever really been too, on the huh? I've never really been on the 007 train personally. Yeah, James yeah. Bond, like I just give never... me John Wick. I want that. But same thing <laughs> with like Mission Impossible, which are similar kind of aligned situations. I think I'm I like the Mission Impossible that. ones better. See, I don't know that sort of stuff. I'm just meh. it's all the same crap. I've been liking Kingsman. Yeah. Oh Kingsman, yeah, no, there you go. That's a different thing. Yeah, Kingsman has been Kingsman's my cool. I don't I know like about this Kingsman prequel coming out. I kind of like it. Man. We'll I see. like it we'll too. See. I love Digimon Hansu. So if they put a movie out of him reading like a phone book or just like doing his daily routine, he'd be like, "I'll watch this." You know what James Bond thing I really want to see? And somebody else has, may have said this at some point, maybe even in this room. I want to see a '60s James Bond because every James Bond movie now is a satellite. A hacker. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's some, it's always technology <laughs> yes. based, and it's always stupid. Yeah. Put him back in the sixties. Yes. I want a wristwatch that shoots out a poison dart. Yes, give me that, that again. They didn't have back oh, then. Gosh. Yeah, do weird time shit. Like, well, I mean, right now that's the most pre- prevalent thing. They're not going to have James Bond go back and fight racism yeah. in the sixties. I mean, just Fast and Furious, Mission yeah. Impossible, all these action movies. It's always. A hacker. Always yeah. a hacker. It's always a hacker. And it's the world we live in, and it's the most powerful thing in the world right now. because, like, we're so far, like, ahead from where we were then, then how much further, like, yeah. how much more is there to go? That's why, like, there's, like, um, Iron Man is a perfect example. His technology is way beyond ours. Like, he's, his phone is, mm. like, looks crazy compared to all the stuff they use. And we're starting to come out with shit like that. Yeah. So it's like, nobody's coming up with anything cool because we're so far ahead of ourselves. You when know, it comes to technology. We need to go back, people. 
uh, how about like just I mean throw I had the, a rotary phone when I was a kid that's how far we've come let's throw the wrench yeah. in the train though like What's let, that? let's have him have like a flesh-eating virus or or like zombies or something crazy oh, like whoa. James Bond versus zombies yeah. I'm I mean, on board I'm for that thousand percent. I mean good luck being Mr. Spy let's see okay. your skills let's see what you got but let's put him in something I, I mean like I know zombies can't be the end all for everything because I want to see the Marvel zombies too yes uh this movie divides a lot of people, but I personally was a big fan of Cowboys versus Aliens, another Daniel Craig movie. Ah, uh, and that's Daniel Craig and Harrison Ford. Yes, has correct. anybody else seen that? Uh-uh. I have. But I, I have don't seen the. Remember it? I've seen the first twenty minutes of it. And it's funny you say that because I was actually just thinking about that the other day. I was like, I haven't seen that movie in a while, and I don't remember it. But for some reason, I want to watch it. I'm going to go back, and I don't know if I'm going to like it as much the second time, but I really liked it the first time. That's what I'm thinking, too. Daniel Craig is really just a talented dude. Oh, I love the old Western setting anyway. Yeah. I love Westworld because of that. It just made me feel engulfed in that whole kind of aesthetic. What about, we go, you know, have him fight a vampire? (laughs) Yeah. Morbius versus 007. I mean, just you're right, oh, though. He could track down Wesley Snipes with tax evasion. Ooh. <laughs> Bond the bounty hunter. Oh, there we go. <laughs> I don't. It's just I'm not just sick exciting. of satellites and hackers in the Internet. And yeah. And, and some of these movies like like oh. Mission Impossible, Fast Five, Fast 10,000. All of those movies where the protagonists just go through so much crazy shit and they're fine. Like, you mean to tell me that 007's knees don't hurt when it's cold outside? I don't believe yeah. you. That you what? mean to tell me that The Rock isn't having to get up and take his protein shake? You know what I mean? Like That was my favorite part of Fast 9. It was just a constant back and forth between, um, who was it? It was... Uh, Ludacris and Tyrese. Tyrese. Tyrese, yeah. Tyrese just keeps going, how are we not dead? <laughs> we go through all this shit, and every time something happens, he goes, we should be dead right now. Yeah. Like yeah. all the steel and torque and gasoline that's flying around in those movies, and they have not had a single injury. Well, there's a lot of dead people in yeah. those movies. but <laughs> Are there really? Oh, yeah. Oh, no, it's funny because if you watch it, that's literally one of the first things that happens in the beginning of the movie. He brings that up like, how are we not dead? Just think about it. Yeah. Like, we done chased down a submarine, done this, done that. Thanks and this and that. He's like, this came from outer space. <laughs> so great. So great. I uh, love that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Spoilers. Everybody knows you go to space, man. <laughs> I didn't know that. Uh, I haven't seen known. it. Any facts. Fan knows because they said they were going to. Oh, fast fan yeah. that excludes me. Anyway. You are no FF. <laughs> no. Nope. Uh, listen, Tokyo Drift Forever. They all suck. Yep. <laughs> all the other ones are subpar compared to Tokyo I mean, Drift. This one brings Tokyo Drift into the fold again. Yep. Listen, is my guy Jacob or Lucas, whatever his name is? Lucas Black is definitely in there. Whoa! Spoilers. Hey yo! Oh hey! Now I gotta go watch it, boys. Huh? Turn this, turn the show off. We're ready to rock and roll here. <laughs> Oh I gotta God. go watch my boy in Fast 9. Hey, yo. <laughs> Everybody, this has been the Alter Ego Podcast. Huh? What's up, Cyborg? Tell him. <laughs> Is you this tell Chris him, buddy. Pratt doing Mario? How you doing? <laughs> tell him, buddy. I'm doing all He's right. good. He's good. Ryan? Oh, this okay. is Chris Pratt doing Mario. Family. Family, buddy. How you doing? Oh, I'm just... Stop touching me. <laughs> How hey, you hey, doing, hey. baby? Hands above the podcast table. How you doing, baby girl? Huh? Whoa, hey, yo. Oh, wait, yo, whoa, whoa. <laughs> you guys need to be separated. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
<laughs> Thank you for tuning in to the Alter Ego Podcast. We love you, Gary. Sleep well. <laughs> Wahoo! Yeah! Wah! Let's go! It's a Mario. <laughs> With more time at home, your culinary skills have improved, but don't stop there. The selection and expertise at Best Buy can help you get the latest tech to take your skills to the next level. Cooking chops unlocked. Details at BestBuy.com. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. If you like to do this, or that, or even that, and you want to stay with it, Emery's got your back, or your shoulder, or your hip, or your knee. Our sports medicine specialists treat more world-class, professional, and college-level athletes than anyone else in the state. We'll treat you like a pro and get you back in play. That's the Emory difference. Make an appointment at emoryhealthcare.org sports. Get your fall flavor fix with organic pumpkin smoothies from Smoothie King. With at least 13 grams of protein each and five options, it's easy to find a favorite to help you reach your goals. Like the new Keto Champ Pumpkin. Packed with a whopping 23 grams of protein and nine net carbs, it's a quick and nutritious meal on the go. So order online or through the app for pickup or delivery. And power up with pumpkin and protein at Smoothie King. Rule the day. Haven't you missed it? More layers for the cooler nights. Patio lunches that turn into warm coffee are bundling up to go out. Fall is finally here at the Forum, and we're changing with the season. So make a plan to stay a while just because you can. Sit fireside in style with cozy, comfy layers. Or just take some time to get outside because fall is here again. Come see us at the Forum. Download our app in iTunes and the Google Play Store. Please be advised that this podcast is meant for educational and informational purposes only and is in no way a replacement for legal or medical advice. The opinions contained within are solely those of the interviewers and interviewees and should be received as so. Those seeking help or advice are encouraged to obtain professional legal and medical services.